To enjoy this and other great episodes on Patreon, check out the link in the description and subscribe via the Black Kluge tier for full access to over 100 exclusive episodes. For those of you who would like some QF swag on TeePublic t-shirts, magnets, mugs, what have you, also click on the link in the description. Um, no, uh, I noticed that Howard always mentions, like, why does he always mention, like, race and something? Like, that's why my first phone call to him ever was, like, it's a subtle racism. Like, why did he mention that all her assistants were black and, like, hmm, and you didn't find anybody else? Hmm. But I think Cyrus is making the point that Howard made it into a black-white issue. Is that correct, Cyrus? Yeah, because even when I call over something that's not about race, he says, Cyrus, you're a black caller, right? Like, why can't I just be Cyrus to call and I don't so do you sometimes you need well you don't need a therapist because you don't need answers you're happy all the time you walk around happy with Brad and those plays and sucking each other's dicks and you couldn't be happier maybe dick sucking is what I what? need to do <laughs> <laughs> let me see your dick try it have <laughs> no, you tried it uh, no I haven't well maybe you it's might find thing. happiness <laughs> yeah, well maybe who knows can that happen to you though do you fall in love on set because it is an aphrodisiac you I, know, was I, you getting getting into music and guitar and all that stuff was that some kind of therapy because you didn't have your father so the guy who asked you out the other day on okay. a bicycle he was cute and everything right yeah but we said no we didn't go out with him Tell that fucking, tell that fat, uh, tell that fat fucking cunt Robin to shut the fuck up. She can't stop mentioning that other fat cunt Bubba. They're both fat cunts that need to die in a fire. And when I think about your early life, I thought that you would be the guy who would be filled with anger and resentment because you lost your mother at 14. I always say this, how are you so kind and loving and not bitter about that experience? Did you graduate college or what? Just answer the question. Don't, don't make fun well, of me. Did you, did you graduate college? I went to the Regent Street School, uh, post-technical school of architecture in London five years and you didn't graduate and, well hang on let me go ahead <laughs> all right go ahead what's your rush <laughs> hey i'm not david gilmore you're not the elephant you're a fucking asshole who's trying to get under my skin oh no but i dude i've been following you from the beginning i don't care stop following me yeah you don't care that's your brother. that's right i don't care i don't give a shit about you fuck off fuck you fuck off fuck off cancel your subscription right now Baba Booey, your asshole. Oh my goodness. <laughs> my daughter, one of my daughters is fluent in Spanish. Yeah. And, uh, oh my God, it's such a turn on when she, I say, I'll say, can you go up to somebody and speak? I, I like, if I see a Hispanic person, I go, go, go up and talk to them in Spanish. She goes, oh, dad, you know, I, I please, I said, it, 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 it's, it's so fantastic. So she goes up there, blah, 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 and they go, blah, 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 and I go, ah. Oh. Welcome, look, folks, to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm Phil Moore, a.k.a. Jim Fix. And with me for today is the return of Bob, Chicago Bob. How are you, big guy? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm not too bad. And I, I Bob volunteered. He was very gracious to volunteer and try to do a breakdown. But I told him I want a little frivolity. And the best way uh, for this episode, he's going to come and do some breakdowns for other episodes. Everybody's going to get a shot at it when, when Sam and I are kind of inundated. Um, but uh, just to break, get through some of it, but I wanted something funny at least and something entertaining. And when I, I said Jay Thomas uh, ages ago and Bob could not, did not recall exactly who he was and may now still not remember. I don't. Yeah. I really he was don't. on. 
he was on Cheers uh, as a as a recurring character for uh, as he was married to Rhea Perlman's Rhea Perlman's character Carla. That was his big okay. role, and he played a Pittsburgh Penguin, like a hockey player, but he was like a veteran. And um, he was uh, then he, they he, then he made fun of her on the air, like because he had a radio show at the time he was still doing, and people said, "How is how hard is it to kiss Carla?" And he goes, "Yeah, I got to get battle pay, and you know." Uh, <laughs> You know, our, our stubble rubs together and shit like that. And she heard it, of course, and got him fired, basically. So, oh, my God. I so didn't he, know that. And, and he said it was between him and B.B. Newworth, who was going to play Lilith, like Frazier's characters, you know, steady. And mm-hmm. they were going to give they were going to make him a full full time character. And it would have been a massive payday. And he just fucked it up. Hmm. Yeah, I so, didn't know that part of his story. That's hilarious. But he was on Mork and Mindy, and the first time he was on the show on Sirius, he talked all about how Robin Williams stunk, how he was an asshole, he was into coke, he would steal <laughs> coke, and as get get you to pay for coke, and then you he'll not give you the money back, and all kinds of it. So he's fearless in the studio. So I thought this sounds we'll like, oh yeah, this sounds like my kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, we'll let we'll let it play through as much as possible. Jay is a very, very well known actor, comedian. He's called in our business a triple threat. Oh, yeah. I forget what the third <laughs> thing is that I he don't is. Know. Radio, you <laughs> forgot that. Okay, a radio, right? <laughs> radio <laughs> acting, uh, hey. dancing, singing, everything. And by the way, they of course share Don Buckwald as an agent. That's another reason to have him, and he's mm. got his own show on Sirius. So it's probably a little cross promotion in as well as you know if they couldn't get a guest. If they couldn't get a guest, let's ask him. What type of radio would he do? Just bullshit? A call-in show. A call-in show, basically. And he would talk about current issues and stuff. It's great. You can find... Someone has uploaded a shitload of them on the archive, but also I think on YouTube there's some segments of it as well. So he did not pull any punches whatsoever. Okay. He's he's the one saying, like, the Hurricane Katrina was a good thing because it wiped away a lot of scumbags out of New Orleans. (laughs) Because he's okay. from New Orleans, and he just okay. said, you know, he says, I, th- you know, um, they, they, he, anyway, it's, it's amazing. Some, some clips from him are just, they're always worth their weight in gold. We miss him. You know, everyone asked me why I don't get invited on Dancing with the Stars. I was just going to ask you that. I don't know why. I don't know. Does that mean that I'm just the lowest of low? Because it's like you dan- washed up. It's like the Dancing with the Indicted now with the guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he looks ridiculous, and he thinks Tom he- Delay. He looks ridiculous. Did you see what the little uh, uh, village people uh, yep, yep. vest he has on? So uh, the reality shows. <laughs> on. Well, do you, do you, you actually I, watch the show? Of course he watches it. I, you know what? For for the radio show, I watch all kind of horrifying yeah. crap. Because you, know, <laughs> you have to like, comment on pop culture. But my wife watches. It's like Robin had to put magnets behind her head watches, because she comments uh, on these things. Yes. Clean house. And yeah. uh, she watches the stuff that where they clean people's houses. Yeah, and the, the people who clean up the clutter and the crap. But she'll watch it like every night. She'll watch the clean house. Thing. <laughs> and you want to really comment and say, you know, she used to watch Who's the Boss. So uh-huh. now we've actually, you know, gone up from that. <laughs> hasn't this hurt she your. Likes those cleaning shows. Hasn't all of this, the way television has changed, hurt your career in a sense? It used to be sitcoms, acting work, which you're very good at. And you were on many sitcoms. You were on Mork and Mindy. You were on um, Cheers. Well, it killed the sitcom. It killed it, right? You know where the sitcoms are? They're on the Disney. Right. Channel. So what are you going to do now? There's less work, right? I mean, you want to act still, but where does an actor go? It's all reality show. Like you say, you'll have to go on Dancing with the Stars very soon. You know, and those reality shows back in the day, I remember like used to be uh, when they started out, they were, you know, obviously very gimmicky. They, they have to be. But 
the 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 way those used the shows used to be like the love boat back in the day and fantasy island were both um i think abc uh aaron spelling shows you know tori spelling's dad who when mm. they had these like has been actors that needed work they put them on these shows and make them into a character yeah. for one episode just to give them some work and give them like a mercy fuck and a credit mm. because they were always looking for people for new people because of the concept of the show uh the love boat so it's a cruise so there's always different people on so it made perfect sense mm-hmm. yeah yeah i remember that yeah, and so and Fantasy Island, same shit. You come, you live your fantasy on this island with this midget and his, you know, this wealthy benefactor. You know, it's it's amazing. Um, and he was on, I think, the Love Boat. He's going to talk about it. The other thing is, there's independent movies, so there's hardly any uh, money going on there. It's just an odd time. I don't know what's going to ever happen, but you know, I was, you know, this movie, Big Fan. No, with uh, with Patton Oswalt. It's a oh the giant fan thing. Yeah, the guy who wrote the wrestler. they made the whole movie for three hundred thousand bucks. The so whole that, movie. So that's terrible. So nobody's news. getting paid even. Nobody's getting paid. <laughs> right. Nobody's getting. There paid. was a time when you did even Mark and Mindy. You you got a lot of money for that. You quit your radio job. You went off to do Mark and Mindy. It was right. big money in television. Right. Ridiculous. They would start you like ten thousand bucks a week, like starting salary. You wow. would get that. Was for, that what was happening on Mark and Mindy when you yeah, went out there? I, you know what? Um, I went out there and uh, and I, you were making good money in radio. You were on I, WSLO. I was doing, yeah, I was. You know, so I I, I go out there and um, I make I make a deal for like uh, ten grand a week or nice. whatever, and it was huge money. And you know, we're having a big time and all. And so we're talking like nineteen seventy seven dollars like 1978 dollars to 10,000 which would probably be at least 100,000 today a week it seems like H howard actually knows who he is well he does he seems to actually know things well, about him rather than well, like wikipedia bullet point shit he, he does because he was actually on radio and before howard and actually, I think he ripped off. He, they competed in some markets as well. And he lost to oh. Howard eventually in a couple markets. And he was actually very, he, he said all kinds of shit about Howard. Like, he's a racist and I don't like him and he's bad for the world and all this <laughs> stuff. And then so he, that's you know, he, why he knows him. Yeah, pretty much. When they want to fire you out there, <laughs> yeah. they don't uh, fire you. They, like, cut your salary and lower your um, uh, the, the the shows you do. <laughs> so I, I didn't have an agent for some reason. I wasn't with Don, and I was in between agents. But I had ten grand a week. I didn't care. Who cared? And and I, I did little – I did uh, the love boat, you know. Yeah. I, I remember the love that. boat and all that. So – a guy calls me up and he says, well, you know, when I would hear you were doing the love boat, yeah, I would tune in because, well, you were a radio guy. For me, it, you know, it was yeah, mind blowing guy's to me. Making it. I said, the here's a radio boat. guy who got out of radio and he's now on a sitcom. That's Howard being full of shit. You don't you don't just tune in because he's the, he was on radio. He happened to watch it. Maybe that's because that's because the love boat was a scrub show. Yeah, but I think Howard has always wanted to be bigger than radio. You know, like always wanted to branch into this other shit. I think he's been watching. I can tell Howard knows who he is. You know, oh, like, he, he's very well. Such he's a very difference. Well it's such a difference in his normal fucking drivel. Like he he knows he's filling in blanks and it's moving along and it's it's not bad so far. I mean, I don't care anything about what they're saying right now. No, but no, it's just it's but actually it's the, moving the, along okay. 
right. The flow is way different. And that's, and that's keep in mind, guys, this, you know, it was 2006. It's, it's a while back, but it's not that long ago where he should be at the point where you see all these fucking gaps in the waveforms and you, you, you'd like, there's no, there's just dead air and all these phony bits. See, like these NPD people, like it, it's not even that it's some scrubby show. It's just the idea of him being bigger than radio and being on TV. Like, you could look at him and go, dude, he's making a fraction of what you make in an hour. Doing mm-hmm. this. It doesn't matter to them. Right. Like, they're they're emotion-based. Like, they don't go through those logical steps, you know. So he probably was watching them and envying them. I'm not sure if you're paying attention to the Jada Pinkett Smith uh, fucking like soothe my fucking ego uh, sh- uh, showcase that's going on, but a lot of sh- a lot of podcasts or shows are um, now making doing like little uh, breakdowns of her interviews and stuff. It's fascinating because she's clearly some fucking toxic narcissist that just loves to be up her own ass and uh, yeah. is, cu- is cucking her husband, who's an equally <clears throat> who's hiding, probably hiding his fucking. He's just a fag and she's got that on him because he's scientologist as well as far as i know (laughs) i mean i've caught as much as someone who detests celebrity culture but can't Mm -hmm. escape it has caught but yeah i've seen what man those people are weird i I hope we're done with them after whatever this shit is their kids are weird she's weird he's fucking weird there's nothing normal about any of it no and they're just kind of used to normalize a lot of abnormality in society mm-hmm. is kind of the way I, they're total industry plant people. Like I, from what I know, and it's it's not a lot in the rap world. I mean, I've heard that Will Smith is gay. I've heard that for a long time. I've heard that yeah. she is, too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know I mean, how I don't know how much of it's scripted and whatever, you know. Yeah. If anyway, it's it's uh, it's if you go down the rabbit hole, there's a long way to fall before you get to the truth of whatever it is. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. You were my hero. Well, what's, what's her name? Uh, Marsha Brady was the my love interest. What's her real name? Uh, e, e, not Eve Plum, but uh, the other um, one, uh, uh, Maureen McCormick. Yeah, right. Maureen. Yeah, Maureen McCormick. So uh, uh, they they call me up, you know, to go and do an episode of Love Boat. So I I go to her house to like learn the lines or whatever. And she comes out with little short shorts and a a t-shirt and no, no bra no and I'm kidding. in Hollywood look I'm thinking man this is fantastic right. so we we do lines and she was cute back then yeah and then you read a book she was doing blow and she was screwing people not me nobody right. screwed me nobody say, yeah, offered you, me any you cocaine you missed all of that I'm doing the wrong she, lines she, with her. you mean yeah, you went exactly. over you went over her house to Adora rehearse your script on Wilshire Boulevard and she comes out in little short shorts and no and bra and we we, we uh, you know go over the scenes or whatever and it was kind of a sad uh, movie she dies in the television show. She dies in it. In Love Boat? She died in Love Boat. Right. Well, well look the, at the ship's doctor. I think they <laughs> I think they the screwed. Guy isn't, that, isn't that sort of uh, uh, an unbelievable plot when you think about all the people dying on cruise ships now? I mean, everyone disappears on these cruise ships. You know what's funny? No one died back then on cruise ships, so they were keeping it quiet. Right. right? It was sort of a, like a crystal ball, that show. So, the, so I go to the thing, and I read with her, and I think we went to dinner or whatever, and so we, we, we get back to the set, and then they introduce everybody. And I think that they must have messed up.
messed up the parts because there was kind of a handsome guy there, and he was playing a sleazy gangster. <laughs> so they introduce the cast, and they go, uh, playing the beautiful ingenue today will be Robin, and everybody, you know, claps. Yeah. And right. and uh, you remember our other cast? And, and then they name the, the handsome guy, plays the sleazy uh, guy, and they go, and playing the handsome architect from uh, <laughs> Denver, Jay Thomas. I swear to God, everybody pause. <laughs> like, what's wrong with the cast? And so I'm going, Jesus, I think I was supposed to play the sleazy whatever. So I'm the right. handsome architect. So um, they have a fan and stuff, you know, and yeah. blowing your hair. And <laughs> it's it's got to be on a boat. <laughs> Hollywood bullshit. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> when, and, by and the way, what side what of the era boat. was this show? When was this well, show? Uh, okay, I'm, I'm just I'm just spitballing here. I'm gonna say late. I'm gonna say 78 to 82, or like 77 mm, to I'm, 81, that kind of thing. Like way when I was five, I, this show was on. You know, and I, I always <laughs> heard about it. I had to like, yeah kiss her, and she's crying, and she's dying, and she you know she I love her, but she's dying. And we run up these stairs, <laughs> and we go off set, and it's in a dark little room, and you have to stand there until they yell cut. And I, I, I never did a thing to the woman. We, I kiss her, you know, and she runs up the stairs, and I go, wait, wait. And I run up the stairs with her like that. And when I get into the little room, she turns around, and she goes, don't touch me. Ah. And I go, I wasn't going to do anything to you. <laughs> nothing, nothing. She goes, well, don't touch me. I went, and now I'm in a little tiny room, and they haven't yelled cut. I said, I, I, I wasn't going to do anything. I'm acting. I look. I don't know what I did or what the deal was, but when I used to kiss these women on TV, you didn't know if your tongue had to come out or stayed in or whatever the deal was. You weren't was. trying to be a, 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 a brute. You were just trying to you act. Were acting right. the scene. I tell you who I did hit on. Uh, there, there was. Um, did you uh, use tongue when you kissed uh, Maureen McCormick? No. no. Uh-uh. No. If like the woman tongues you, you're allowed to, to tongue, tongue back, but you, know. you can't. <laughs> Which makes this. This is all perfectly logical. Whatever. Fuck. Yeah. I, I'm not even following this fucking story, to be honest with you. Oh, no, it's just, this is just a preamble. With, he's going to start getting into Howard pretty soon. You know, right. <laughs> that kissing of a woman in a movie, and I only did, like, you know, sitcom right. kissing. It is uh, it is odd. It is uh, strange. What, uh, not to get Sarah Jessica Parker I kissed once. Oh, no kidding? Howard's favorite. He loves horses. I, f I find it interesting how much this guy is taking over the show right now. Mm -hmm. Like he, that's he what, came that's in there and and he's taken up space, he's taken up air time, and he's totally, for lack of a better word, alpha mailing Howard right now. And like this is his show. Like Howard, he he completely has control right now. Every one of his appearances on the show is like that. It's instant. Mm. And uh, except for the very first one, and even the very first one, he takes over as well because his storytelling is is so much more realized. And Howard's stories are all, you know, they're they're, they're manufactured or yeah. they're they're like they're you know they're complete bullshit or he doesn't know how to structure a story. Yeah, he just keeps getting he, he keeps going around in circles on certain points and brings up the same thing and he uses the same buzzwords all the time and eventually you just kind of get fed up because you're going okay yeah I heard this yeah yeah okay whatever get to the fucking point asshole. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ar Artie sometimes would get like that, but for the most part, he took you on a, a journey, and you were happy to get to where he was going when he was telling you a story. Right, right. 
Mm-hmm. And so, and Jay's like that too. It just depends on, I guess, the level of interest in the story. But this one, he's talking about Sex in the City, Jessica, Jessica, Sarah Jessica Parker, who, when she was really young, I guess, okay, so she was in Square Pegs when I was a kid, like when I was eight and something. That was a sitcom with it was pretty, it was fairly popular. But then she didn't get, she got like shitty little, like bit parts in movies and then eventually got in Sex in the City, which was her big, you know, uh, big breakout yeah. role. I played a really sleazy guy and I was looking at a house with her you know and so <clears throat> she says well you could make the deal for this house and i go really you can make the deal maybe uh i could make a really good deal you know <laughs> and i had to grab the back of her head and pull her toward and pull me her in, huh? and i kissed her and and you know it was one of these dramas and and she looks at me and i go yeah you and i can work together like that so at lunchtime <laughs> i'm trying to talk to her and she was acting like i was that guy oh my god <laughs> What I'm like, kind of what I'm seeing right now is because he's a little meandering, like I'm not saying what he isn't saying. It's 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 funny enough, Mm -hmm. but I feel like he's kind of shot out of a cannon because he's this is that first initial like grapple for power and space right now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he's just kind of all over the fucking place because he doesn't he's not trying to give anything up. Like, I don't even, I can't even follow what he's saying. Like, to me, this is him just like the initial stages of like, I'm going to, I'm going to filler buster this kind of, uh, I'm just talking about, I'm, I'm looking deep into it. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm just saying, this is what I'm kind of getting from these moments here. Well, it's a radio, it's a a radio guy talking to another radio guy. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's going to be a good part of it. But then if there's an exchange, if there's an actual like give and take, that's when it could get interesting. Yeah. I just feel like it's almost like a little filibustering type thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking too deep into it. It gets good. Trust me. He's dating Robert Downey Jr. at the time. So he comes in and I go, you know, all these guys are sissies. They're like, (laughs) I mean, I don't want to say, you know, you know what I mean? They're not not men's men. They're not right. Every time I see Jude Law has knocked up another like ticket taker (laughs) at a, you know, like a a crosswalk or whatever. I think you we could you could beat Jude Law. You could scare Jude Law. You could just get out of here. You're a manly guy. You play sports. You're athletic. I hate those guys. You know what? Why? Why do they screw these little skinny nothing guys? Right. I mean, you all, you're very muscular. I'm very muscular. You're right. No, but I'm serious. I see what you mean. And and, and Sarah Jessica Parker gets confused, I guess, and thinks you're a real bad guy just because you're Maybe playing a bad. They wouldn't even they eat lunch with me. Wow. I don't because know. you're so manly. Do you think you're unattractive? These... I think you're a good-looking guy. Not, I, I, you know what? I had that. I, I still think he's setting the tone here. He's talking about skinny guys and man's. He obviously doesn't think that this is Howard. He's he's planning that right now. He's not that muscular. What, I don't no. really get that. No, it's stand, standard physique for a guy his age because he's got to be like he's in his mid 50s at this point. He's in shape, but he's I, I would never look at him and go, man, that guy's ripped or, you know, whatever. Diesel. He looks average. I yeah. feel like he's just sort of getting this out here right now. Like he's got this thing like I think Howard's a fucking fruit. I don't <laughs> think he's a man's man. And that's why he's bringing this up. Maybe. I really do. I really yeah. do. Maybe. 
uh, that uh, white guy afro back yeah. then. Yeah, you know, sure. I don't, I don't know. I think maybe I'm overbearing. I was overbearing. <laughs> I think I looked think? like I was up to something at all times. Yeah, you look shifty. I look very shifty. <laughs> yeah, you do. You know. So I mean, look at the career you've had. Yeah, I mean, you've really right. done a lot. Well, of... You made out with Sarah nah, Jessica right. Parker. That's right. You've done a lot of important things. Wait, you were about to tell us a story about somebody you made out with. Maybe it was Sarah Jessica Parker. I don't know. No, yeah, no. I, I, I um. You but... were saying there was somebody that you actually you hit yeah, on. Yeah, you hit on somebody. Yeah. You know, I can't think of. I can't think of her her name, but uh, she was around when I was doing The Love Boat, and she was like on the set, mm -hmm. and I actually did hit on her. She was an actress. Yeah, and I put my hand on her. Uh, she married Clint Black. What what was that woman's name? Oh, she, she was cute. I know adorable. you mean. A blonde girl. Lisa Hartman. Lisa Hartman. So she's there. Go ahead. So I go, now, now I'm going to hit on her. Well, I, she's not in the show. Right. I'm going to hit on her. Right. And she had like a really hot car, like, I don't know, a BMW or a, you know, a Mercedes. And she's sexy. And so I lean on the car, you know, and I do my like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> and she looked at How could a girl resist that? And so she says to me, could you get your hands off the car? You're you're putting your finger marks on it. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't even let you touch her car. And she ended up with the big, tall guy. Guy that was on the Michael J. Fox uh, TV show. What Let was me that? I think who was that? He that played was, the mayor. Uh, the big tall. Oh, mayor. well, Barry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Barry, somebody. Bostwick. Bostwick. Barry Bostwick. Didn't she yeah. end up with him? No. Were you angry that. I know, like these names from the past. I mean, this really is one of yeah. those. You got to be a certain age to get with most of these names. But uh, that's not why I picked this particular interview. I picked this one because he goes after his hair and then all of a sudden, like, it's. <laughs> there's a bunch. And then that's just, what I'm at, saying. Yeah. He's setting a tone right now. I'm confrontational. I'm the alpha male. I don't like you skinny fuckers. I don't get you guys. Like he's setting the tone for what's to come for sure. Well, they share the same agent. So, and I'm sure Don Buckwald told Jay all about Howard and doesn't, and knows he can trust Jay to keep his mouth shut because even though he is a, a live wire and on his, on his shows, he's unafraid to say what he feels. You can listen to audio excerpts of whatever subject he's talking about, politics or, you know, uh, natural, natural disasters or, you know, uh, you know, uh, whatever, con just international conflicts, whatever the fuck it was, because he's not political per se, but he was actually pretty, uh, pretty uh, well studied when it came to current events on his show. And unfortunately, he had Shuli sit in too often, and that was a lot of people used to complain all the time. Why the fuck are you giving this guy any airtime? He's so unfunny. I think he was doing it to for a pity, like basically to give Shuli a bit of extra money, and also to um, mm. to like basic. He was like taking pity on him, absolutely, and also because he wanted to illustrate, I think, how untalented Shuli was. You saying Jay Thomas did that? Yeah, he had Shuli sit in on many a show, and then he gave he gave him advice uh, ages ago. I think I played it on the show. He basically said, "Look, they want you guys." Well, this is when he right before he he uh, he died. Jay Thomas called up Shuli and said, "Look, I got to talk to you." Did you ever hear that clip? I don't think so. I don't know. Okay, let me play it. Let me play the clip. I've got it here. One sec. Uh, Shuli. Yeah, there we go. Okay. That was that was interesting. I was surprised he came out with that because Croge has been a Stern fan. This was on uh, Who Are These podcasts for as long well, Jay, as I know. Jay Thomas had a take like that. yeah. Jay Thomas <clears throat> the week he died, uh, we talked, and he made me. He said, "I need two hours of your time." He said, "Get your family out of there. Whatever's going on, I just need you to take a notepad. I want you to write some shit down." Yeah. And this guy three days away before dying. 
kicked knowledge to me about what I should do with the rest of my life. No shit. Yes. A good guy. And the first thing he said to me is he said, you got to get away from this show. Yeah. He said, you got to leave. You got to, you got to do your own thing. He said, you guys are abused spouses there. He says, Mm. you, you, you're all terrified to go. Mm -hmm. And that's the way they want you. And that's the way they make you. What's going to happen to JD? I mean, JD's I a know. young guy. I mean, he's a... So that's that's pretty much the the the, the crux of it. And, and yeah, the NPD, um, they kind of turn everybody into that around them. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter the relationship. It it always kind of turns into that. And what a mensch move, right? Like to be like that would if if, if Howard had heard that while Jay was alive, he would have been pissed. Yeah, I, I mean, he obviously doesn't like I, I can tell right now he doesn't like them. And then if you take two people like, hey, I'm a guitarist, I'm a guitarist. It doesn't matter. They're going to be sizing each other up. I'm yep. a drummer. Like if they're in the same world and uh, just in these initial stages, I see him like, hey, I'm taking over your show. I'm just going to keep talking for the first five minutes. Um. I, I'm setting a precedent that I don't like beta males. Yeah. Um, so, but he's, I, don't and know. The, I think there's also a little residual anger at the fact that Howard did make all these hundreds of millions for being a, a fucking wet noodle. And, yeah. and Jay actually was, you know, a talent. Like he did have some modicum of talent. He, so he, he acts, he does real estate, he has his radio show. So he's got like all kinds of hats he wears. And he's yeah, an outdoors yeah. guy kind of guy. So, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and he's willing to go out and stuff and he's going to discuss that his like social life, the way he goes out and he's not afraid to have a fucking couple drinks and stuff like that. He's a man's man. Yeah. yeah. So, I think that was his girlfriend. She did, were you, were you, she did date him. Were you angry that, uh, she wouldn't even let you touch her car? I mean, it, yeah, it was awful. You know what else? Yeah. Are you very I, grateful when you met your wife? I mean, that she was, I being... only dated townies, even in radio. I never, yeah. you know, I tell you that, uh, I used to, uh, work at stations and I would, you know, screw every woman at the, in the building. You worked at a lot of radio stations. I worked at a lot of stations. So I'd hit on the secretary and, and all that. And so, um, <laughs> early in the morning, there would always be a woman in early in the morning and you know, I'm out in the middle of nowhere work in the morning show and and i would start hitting on her and before you know it we would screw while the news was on or something sure oh my God. in the building in the building in the morning wow. I mean, you, now, you, I see, you think... had a wilder radio career than i ever did i mean i was wild on the air but off the air you always had a wild thing going everyone says about jay that he was always wild. you would and this is key and this is exactly what howard what howard's like i'm amazed actually howard's admitting it but jay was what howard wanted to be yeah um yeah did did you notice too how when he was telling one of those stories he stood up stood up and put his hands on howard's uh console yes or little area there like he didn't need to do that he was getting in his his space his space yeah absolutely well, I mean, for the purposes of, of explaining, like doing physical, because he knows the cameras are on, maybe that's why he did it as well. But you think uh, there was more to it? You, you really think, think that contributed that much to that story? I didn't think. I don't really know. Maybe he, he is he is a TV guy. Maybe he thinks the visual helps. I think he's getting in his space. Yeah, I think he's... girls during your show. Well, I think well, I think also that uh, like, yeah, the, the, there's like I said, was saying before, I think there's residual sort of anger that Howard made it so big with have being so talentless. And he knows that he has to surround himself with all these people to make the show go. 
And Jay really does his show with one other person and maybe a guest when there's a guest in and stuff. Cause he talked about, uh, how, um, who was it that came in? Kevin Bacon was on the phone and Kevin Bacon had just been swindled out of all of his fortune pretty much by that Bernie Madoff guy, Kevin Bacon and his wife both lost like almost everything. Uh, and then he didn't I mean, want to talk the, about it. It was uncomfortable, but he was willing to go there. You know what I mean? Look at the body language and what you have stilled right here. I mean, he's open, he's direct, he's, he's taking up. up space and Howard, his spine is at like a 90 degree angle. He's sunken into his chair. He's covered by three, four monitors. Yeah. Yeah. He's like bunkered I mean, in. He might as well have not. He might as well not even be in the fucking studio, honestly. You know, it's it's a very it's a great observation, and I mean, it's one thing that uh, Terry Gross, when he did that, um, what was it called, the uh, NPR interview for the book promotion, the last book he released, and uh, she he goes she goes. Now I notice when you have guests in, you're 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 very far, you're quite far away, and you've got all these monitors. She goes, I thought it was pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> what's close about it dude you walk I mean, yourself look at, in you hide behind microphones look at that right there like who's taking up space right howard is technically with all of his bullshit but right he's he's making himself small yes and slouching down i mean it's amazing that this guy is fucking six nine because from where i'm sitting it looks like he's three feet tall you know he looks like, like eric the midget yeah yeah, you know, he's on cam. Yeah, during no, the news. I even work. did it in New York at uh, when I was. Uh, XLO? Nuts. Yeah, 99X? 99X. Uh, and so. Gee, uh, I thought you were such a clean cut guy back then. No, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with You have a no. show with half naked women in here. I'm telling you, I get laid, you know, at the building. It's, How did you work that? Like, in other words, when you were at 99X, which was a top 40 station, and you were the right, morning man, that was right, a big deal. Right. Didn't you feel also at KTU? Weren't also. you nervous if you fucked a girl during the show that like you wouldn't get back in time to change the record? Well, we had news, right? Yeah. I would, but How I'd have to go in. Uh, five minutes. Five minutes. Five and, to minutes. The, and to the second. This is Am I romantic. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? You, met, I, I you don't you'd think meet there a girl a... like who was the receptionist and say, "Quickly, come back." It and... would usually be a woman that would have to come in early and do the logs or something. You right, know, right. fill out something traffic or other. Girl, yeah. Traffic girl right. would be the traffic girl. Right. Well, and I always thought no one knew it. A real, of course, everyone knew what I was doing. <laughs> and the way that I finally got caught was when I would put the girl on the on the desk. Mm -hmm. It was somebody else's desk and apparently Jeez. her ass and her ass would leave a mark on the papers oh, on this right. person's oh. desk and the person didn't want to turn us in because they said i don't want to get in trouble for turning jay thomas in right you were the everybody star. knew i was doing it where and would you go to somebody else's office so later on when howard does this i was fucking like I, the station manager told me i had to I had to, you know, keep it down because I was fucking everybody at the at wherever it was. <laughs> and like he clearly was taking Jay's story and and adopting it as his own that moment mm -hmm. for that for that moment. And I think that's mostly what Howard does in his life. He hears a story, yeah. he reads a story, just takes it as his own and fuck the consequences, even though people could bust him on it a thousand times. Yeah, they're like vessels. They just yeah. absorb everything. No, the, I have a friend. Someone asked me the other day, you know, like the way. Yeah. <laughs> I got a buddy. Who? <laughs> I got a buddy. Yeah. There's this army of friends, but there's zero, the not fuck one are name. You, 
this guy interacts with no one. Yeah, I mean, he sees nobody. He yeah. he sees his driver. He doesn't even want to talk to him. Like, so you're telling me someone walked up to you and just asked you a random thing? Like, no one's talking to you, dude. Like most recently, he he had this. The, he brought up the nebulous story about his friend who was a masseur, and he said to all these housewives, like ninety percent of these housewives, every time I massage them, by the end of the massage, I'm knuckle deep in their asshole. Like oh, he's God. Just, it's which he's not most, hanging he's, out with that no. type of person. No, and that that's not a that's a, that's not a story. That's something he wanted from his own fucking masseuse. He wanted some guy to fucking stick his right. something else right. up his ass. That's all that is. To me, that's projection. Oh, no, I, 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 I agree. I yeah. agree with you. Because he's such a fucking deviant. And, uh, you know, and, and, and the other thing is most people who did that would be out of fucking business unless it's a hand job joint or slash, you know, we, you know, men, women, you know, unisex kind of massage hand job joint. That's that's, that's the that's, that's a different story. But that'd be where he'd be that's going. That's made up. That's made up. My yeah. My I, I one of my friends who I've I've known for well over twenty years. The kid he's he's from Puerto Rico. He's half Italian, half Puerto Rican. Every chick that sees this guy, asks me for his number. He's a he's a massage therapist. Mm-hmm. He's never told me anything like this. I mean, <laughs> you should, you should, I should send you the clip and uh, you you play it for him and tell him if he thinks that's true or not. <laughs> He he's been like he's been asked out, but it's, yeah. you know, like it's nothing like you cannot do that. Not in remain employed. Exactly. Like afterwards, he's been approached by yeah. some of them. But no, he doesn't just stick his fingers up <laughs> housewives asses. And I'm telling you, this kid is He's not a kid now, but he's a gorgeous dude. It's always been that way since we were young, you know, like women have always had an interest in him. Right. He was beating away like, like flies. Oh yeah. And he, and he's like a super humble guy. Like he's never even really acknowledged. We all know it. Like when we were in high school, teachers were trying to sleep with him. Like they were wanting (laughs) to take him out and stuff. He's one of those pretty guys, but I'm saying for context, like this is one of those guys, and no, he's never, yeah, banged a woman during a massage or stuff. But his... Howard, but Howard knows the one guy that has happened that happens ninety percent of the time. Where would he even hang out with this guy? He hangs around nothing but billionaires and Buckwald arranged uh, play dates. I don't know some some fisting fucking enclave where he where he he thinks this is normal behavior. This is something he imagined. Yeah. This is something he imagined. Yeah. Wouldn't you go into your office? It would be an office that would be open. She right. would be working at it. And I'd go, look, I only have like five minutes. Let's get crazy. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And we weren't doing drugs or anything. I would right. that would have been fine too. <laughs> but um and so you'd just get on the desk or you know, you'd you know, you'd have oral sex or whatever. So when um, I heard you doing these shows, who knows what was going on during the news? You might have been banging somebody. I didn't do it like every day. Right. But it in the Carolinas, I did it a lot. No okay. <laughs> a lot in the So you had a real radio career. I would have I women come in to win tickets and we'd have sex in my office and I'd give them tickets to concerts. <laughs> you hear how you hear yeah, how yeah. much he's talking over him? Yeah. He he before Howard is even done finishing a sentence, he's already talking over him. He's he he's already he, cutting him off. Because he doesn't need Howard. That's that's and he knows it. He knows that once he's got the air. I mean there are people like that. 
there are people that you get them in a room and they work the room. Uh, it doesn't matter who they're talking to. They're just like you want, and they're charismatic or they're whatever. Now, might they also suck up some of the oxygen, and that's not always a good thing. But certain parties, you do need those people to keep it keep it lively. But I'm telling you, this is um, this is uh, this is a power grab. This it's a is battle, a, a battle of the alpha versus versus the cuck C male. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they'd let their kids out in the lobby. That was always the bad <laughs> that one. Be strange. Yeah, boy, how many girls you figured you've had in your life? When I see those numbers, I you know, I mean, I was a disc jockey, and I would have been like a guy that owned a trucking company if I hadn't been a disc jockey. <laughs> yeah. So I, I you know, it was a lot of women, but wow. not to brag about it. Um, and they always had a good time with me. Oh right. yeah. Yeah, I always had a great time. <laughs> yeah, you of had course. a great time. Listen to Jay Thomas. <laughs> yeah, but after a while, your brain gets a little soft because because you don't know. Why you're having sex anymore? Well, know? I imagine you know. Yeah. I guess I guess that's kind of how I people thought I was conducting myself off the air. But you know, I got married very young. You know, you I, were married all, the whole time. I was married. But you the don't whole like time. to go out. I don't. You see, you love going out. See, I went Shay's out last, very social. And I was drinking last night at a bar, and these two gigantic Korean women uh, in the <laughs> there's these Koreans in our building. It looks like you know, I don't know what it looks like. Yeah, but um, I, yeah, I was going to say something drinking. awful. You went out I was going to say, was gonna say something awful. <laughs> you went out drinking in Manhattan. Yeah, and right. so these. So you're this, the kind of guy you'll go even by yourself to a bar, right? No, not really. I mean, I'll read a newspaper or a magazine or whatever, but I'm not looking to meet anybody. About a six foot three inch uh, ex um, Olympic swimmer. Swimmer, Korean swimmer. Right. You know, found me cute and animated. And mm -hmm. the next thing you know, is talking to me in the bar and all. And of course, everybody thinks, you know, I, I did something. But what's funny about being on TV and the radio is it was like having big tits. <laughs> right. You walk into a bar and you don't have to hit on anybody. Right. They come oh, to you. And they'll right. whisper. He, you know, even if you'd like the slice and dice guy in the middle of the night, he used to get laid. That guy, Ron Popeil. Right. He used to get laid. <laughs> right, right, right. Ron Popeil, who would sell anybody the thoughts on TV gets yeah. laid. Fame is an amazing thing. It's as long stupid. As you're Somebody, because you know what it is. Women trust you. They say, "Well, he's got a good job." It's like uh, they know you already, right? right. So they you seem to feel you're safe. The... They don't trust you. You've, you've got yeah. you're famous. What the fuck? What the fuck? That's what a, a one of the weird... stupidest thing I've ever heard. That is very strange thing to say. Right. That's a very predatory, weird way to phrase that. It was. That's exactly what it was. Like they, they you might. They're they're familiar. <laughs> they're they're familiar with you, and they also they think you know if you're famous. It could be just a star fucking thing because there's loads yeah. of people like that in in any industry. They trust you. What a fucking weird thing to say, man. It wasn't loving. <laughs> mm. That's a weird way to view that. Right. Like, so, the, the, so, so said the spider to the fly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Barrier. The combination of fame and blow. That's Beta a big spider. one. The one I love is when they don't know who you are and then people recognize you and in about an hour, they're going to lay a guy that they didn't know who they, he was. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But now other people have recognized him, so I got to get some of this. Right. See, it's but. amazing. You were very smart in your career because there was this a point in time, especially when you were up and coming, that you were single and you got to take advantage of this fame. And but wasn't it uncomfortable around the state? I mean, were you... 
screwing different girls at the station? Yeah, the worst one was 99X. I think I would go in WXLO in I would York. go into different offices and I I would and I'd get off the air <laughs> and I would go and each one I and um yeah, they had one woman that spoke in tongues actually. Um <laughs> and when and I don't know what she was ever saying. Were you picky but, at all? Uh I guess I well, they, everybody was adorable. We're all right. young. Everybody yeah. was great. But but there was a line of offices. There would be the traffic woman, there was the music director, uh then there would be some sort of assistant and I would like you know, move in and out of the offices. You were a busy bee. You were just moving. I was like a busy bee. bee. Pollinating every right. flower. I was a yeah. busy bee. I was. Do you think you were a sex <laughs> addict? You know, I mean, in a way. That's another stupid thing when you see that. What's right. a sex addict? Well, I didn't used to think that there was something about That's that. But no, a sex addict. But true. did you think that you were? <laughs> no. It wasn't that you were that horny. That's a, it wasn't that you were that horny. It was that you felt you had to connect with every single. I love when Howard does this. <laughs> He's got to insert whatever bullshit psychology he thinks he picked up from some session but he doesn't he's not cutting off robin no you know like he's listening to her and now it seems like we're getting into he feels comfortable enough to start insulting howard is basically yeah. where i think we've gone at this point oh, yeah. big time yeah and i think it was uh, i think every one of these is a clandestine sort of let's fuck on howard we have the same agent so nothing's really going to happen I mean, mm -hmm. if he if he did out something, if he did out Howard for something that he did know or something done told him, yeah, he'd get in shit. He'd probably get fired. How he, but he'd he Howard would probably get done to say go fuck yourself or leave him. You know, kick him out from the agency. He and, knows his line and he's gonna take it mm -hmm. to the no, line. No, I didn't. I, yep, I didn't. I, I do think that. Maybe. No, no, I would. You would just connect, and you'd be in the office, you know, and you'd be talking. And but wasn't like, it embarrassing afterwards? Because basically, you had to see no. them the next day, and you didn't. And now you're not fucking them anymore. No, but you, I mean, you, you never took one of these girls out to dinner. Yeah, yeah, I would take them out to dinner. Oh, sure. Okay. No, I would have relationships with them for years. Oh. And I'd go to their weddings and stuff. You know. Oh it's, my was, god. I mean, you know, I was their friend. Their, <laughs> I was their fuck buddy. I don't oh, know. Gosh. What do you want to call it? So you're the kind of guy. Yeah, I would describe you as it a very Guy. It was available. So you're a social guy, even though you're a morning guy and all that. You will always go out at night. I'll stay out think, late. Yeah. You will stay out late. I don't mm -hmm. know how you do it physically. I, mean, I didn't want to do. I went out. We stayed out till two in the morning last night, and I said, "Jesus, <laughs> I got to do Howard." You know, this is stupid. You know, right? But you do it. And then when do you, what do you do? You don't care about sleep. You don't get sick a lot from not. Sleeping? I don't get sleep. No, I don't get sick. You don't mm -hmm. get sick because you like, like, like for example, Monday mm -hmm. night, my wife's out of town, and I get a really? call. I got a call. From, Isn't that in the paper every day now? Yeah, I got a call. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? Oh no! With with the sex addict thing, it's turned. He's yeah. comfortable now. Yeah, he's totally. he's 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 letting people talk. He knows he knows he's got his number. Yep. He he's he's not even looking at him when he responds to him at this point. Well, he's laid enough markers in the room where he knows exactly yeah. that he knows the lay of the land now. And he also knows Howard's going to be on the back foot for the rest of the interview. Oh, he's got him. Look at him yeah. now. He's he he's not his body language isn't confrontational. He's taking a drink. He goes, oh, right. it's in the paper. He's yeah. he's good. He's yeah. he's got it. Yeah. Steve Martin. You know who Steve Martin is? You mean the comedian? The comedian. <laughs> Steve called me up, and I'm friendly with. I've gone to dinner with Steve. Do I you know who Steve Martin is? I don't know who you know. You're so busy fucking. So, <laughs> you oh, okay. Him. You're busy yeah. with the love boat. But he's boring. <laughs> What's that? You see that? Oh, he's looking around like, all right. Did you see what he did right after that? He looks at. He looks around the entire room after that, and he's like, "This fucking guy is dumb." Yeah, he's well, like, yeah, you guys on yeah. board. It's about to. 
it was a dumb question. I mean, of who course, who, do you, who the heck doesn't know who Steve, Steve Martin, Martin is? is? Even even insert your generation. Yeah, totally. Oh yeah, Steve no. Martin. I mean, I mean, he's still got that now that murder in the building or whatever. Like his name is still out there. Well, dude, he's like a Tom Hanks. Like he's like one of the most recognizable celebrities. Like yeah. of any, everyone knows who he is. <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah, terrific guy. But, I, but, that's but no, not the, the, I'm not here to debate the merits of Steve Martin. Yeah. I think Steve is a genius. But so did you and Steve get? No, together? no. So Steve called me up. He says, "Hey, listen, going to dinner with Ben Stiller and his wife." I, I, he says, "I think Beth's out of town, but if would you like to join us?" Now, Jay is a smart guy. He He'd would say, go. you know what, let's go. In fact, they were even eating early, 7 o'clock. Two seconds I'd be there. Right. Because Why it's would a you? It I said to myself, I'll be sick. It's too late. I've got to get to bed by 9 o'clock at least. I need to organize for the show the next day. I'm all, I'm completely focused on this fucking show. That's ridiculous. I know, I know. <laughs> I, but but by this the is way, how I think. When you get it, I mean, I, I have to listen, and, and you're certainly great, and they pay you a lot of money, but this is not difficult uh, to do. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, you get it. <laughs> So, this, so another guy who knows exactly what the business is, he knows Howard's yeah. business in and out. Like a Don, I'm sure, like I said, the same agent. What do you think? Don doesn't tell him exactly what, what goes on and how easy they have it. It's serious and whatever at that time in, in, in history's, you know, in, in Howard's, um, you know, uh, tenure at, at serious that he doesn't say, well, man, there's nothing, you know, he's got security. He gets lift. He gets like, he gets lifted on a fucking mattress into the, he doesn't even touch the floor when he gets in there. He's got his own office, all this shit, you know, he doesn't need Don to tell him what he does. First off, he does the same profession. And we all know, like, look, I've never been, I've never been a major DJ or whatever Howard considers himself to be. But I mean, listen, I know some people with some difficult careers mm -hmm. talking on the radio. I have to imagine to a certain extent is at mm -hmm. least a bit easier than let's say, you know, like a, a high, I have a friend that's like a, he's in like a finance attorney position for like okay. a, a trade. I, I have to imagine what he does takes a little more prep and time. And speaking on a radio show where you have an army of writers, a full team, like, I, I don't know. Again, I, I've never been there, but if you yep. ask me not knowing anything, I'd have to imagine. Like, the way that Howard talks about it, it's like every other narcissist, whatever job they do is the most difficult, right. hard thing. That he's not He's not prepping for shit, dude. No, of he, he's not. afraid of the world. He's going to bed at nine so he doesn't have to be awake to experience any more fear. Okay. Like I'll I'll have to put I'll put you down another way. Okay. I know okay. I gotta go. I got I know I gotta go into work. Let's say I have a, like a 10 o'clock class, 10 a.m. class, right? But there's You're a right. game, there's a game I really want to watch, and it's on at 4 a.m. Okay. In our time. So what do I do? I'll try to get to sleep early. I'll set an alarm, wake up, probably the worst thing I can do, like get four hours of sleep, maybe, because you, it's it's tough to force yourself to sleep. But 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 in the context of this, he's saying he could have gone out to dinner with Steve Martin. Like, well, that, but if I, you well, could my, go out to dinner with Steve Martin. My my point was going to be that I go, I wake up, I want to watch the game. Then I'm going to go up and be less than whatever I am to work, but I'll be fine. Of course. I'll, I'll power through of course. The for the, because it's one time. 
You know what I mean? I did it it's, last night. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's a special special occasion. You don't do it all the time. You can handle it. You're a big boy. You're not exactly. He's, still, he's not fucking seventy five, and he he might be doddering like with a cane, trying getting up steps. But at this point, he could totally do it and have no ill effects. Of course, I just right. I'm I'm with him. I hate how how he says he does all this shit for the show and this it doesn't show, man. No, he jack like, just does even back then he does jack shit. I I get everything. He wants to be sharp and like I know I know exactly what you're talking about. Like sometimes you have those nights. I had one last night. I knew I had to get up today and I was gonna get beat down by this clinic director. I already knew it was gonna happen, but mm-hmm. I did it. Right. Like, and I and I performed at the same level because I'm not a child. Yeah. Like you do that sometimes. Right. You got to just you have to turn the switch and go, OK, I got to be on. That's it. <laughs> well, he's I mean, such a, a fucking pussy, man. He, he's a complete pussy and a, and a baby. Like who the fuck, you know, if like and, and also what does that say? Like, oh, no, I'm going to be sick. It's too late. It's a, too late. Seven o'clock is too late. Seven p.m gonna be sick i'm sick every day yeah. i don't even know what it's like to not be sick right exactly fucking women in here taking their clothes off and answering questions and <laughs> sal and i, I mean had, come on i, I mean, had we're a craft not, at it you know, had you know, we, you, know we, we, you weren't doing benjamin button in here a few minutes ago you know? i feel i need to be focused for <laughs> mm-hmm. the show well you're I'm, stupid you shouldn't do that that's silly right i should have gone to dinner <laughs> go to oh, dinner man. live you know what what you really have to do is stop being like that i don't know how else to tell you but, but maybe that's why i'm so successful <laughs> see <laughs> See, he just, if he had more people telling him this his entire life, he'd be a better person. He would. Absolutely. Like it would be, it would be necessary, like constant reminders, constant, no, no, you're full of shit. Just literally send him out the fucking door with his lunchbox. Like, just go, go, get out, go play in the sand, play in the snow. We'll see you at five. Come back. Tough love works, man. It's the only thing I've seen work. Oh, yeah. In certain situations. I've ever improved. The only yes. times I've ever improved is when someone gave me tough love. That's yeah, it. Yeah, some kind of adversity. It build. It does build character. I'm not saying you got to be like constantly climbing the the mountain, but it, it definitely. Um, you, sometimes you do need a kick in your ass, and some people yeah. need more than others. Yeah, if it's not from a malicious place, trying to, like, dude, you, you should have gone to dinner with Steve Martin, man. Yeah, like, Ben Stiller. A lot of people would love to do that. I don't yeah. know. You're not coming in here and and reinventing like any algorithm. <laughs> You're, you easy even say you got Sal in here naked, dude. Like, yeah. Like seriously, like, what do you fucking big deal? Doing? Exactly. Been so focused no. on the show, don't no. you think? No, it make no it difference at all. Do, Look, drunks and drug addicts who stayed out all night were hugely <laughs> successful. You know, is that right? You know, Lenny Bruce was on heroin. He was very successful. Extremely successful. If Steve Martin had called him, he'd have gone out with him. You know. So your advice to me is to pay less attention to the show and get out. And no, do your come thing. home at nine o'clock. You'll be fine. Go I to see. early dinner and come home. Right. But what it does is, I wake up tired. I need my sleep. This is all, but you uh, program yourself. Do you hear what you just said right. to yourself? Jay has his, uh, he has a good attitude. Uh, Do you Jay nap? says, I'll go out and have a good time. And I'll get up <laughs> Look, and I was show. tired this morning. I'll, um, I'll uh, take a nap later. Or, You'll rally. Yeah, I'll figure something out. Yeah. You know, Who were you I'm out a, with last night? You went I to went the out with the people from my show. You know, oh, okay. And we were having a nice time. But I, I was. Is that nice? Did you at some point get very fatigued and say, I can't talk to these people anymore. I'm exhausted from talking. I just want to be by myself. And but think. he doesn't see them that often. Like, they're. First of all, like, who, okay, 
exhausted from talking. Well, number one, you talk too much bullshit in your show all the time because you want to suck up all the fucking oxygen and no one else can get a word in edgewise. Fine. Second of all, his problem with going out to be people is it's you can't ever tell the truth. So you've got to constantly be maintaining all these lies and uh, on your guard. And that's what's exhausting. Not the talking. It's the bullshitting. They get exhausted because they can't control when they're out. You know, they, mm-hmm. there's too many variables and he tries to control as many of those as humanly possible. But I really feel like that's a taxing thing for them because they, they can't control their environment the way that, that they can when where he is now or at home or whatever. Right. And it's so it's mentally as well, because like all of a sudden they're thinking, oh, God, this person's seeing me from behind. They're going to see the wigs not screwed on properly. Yeah. Uh, you know, like pick someone's going to take a picture of me with their phone, that kind of shit. The false self is a exhausting thing to uphold. I would have to imagine. Yeah, you know. I, I, yeah, I'd say so. Okay, yeah, Howard, why don't you go hit on those girls? Like, why don't you go hit on those girls? You're telling us how you were, you know, slaying ass for months and celebrities, <laughs> yeah, right? And he won't even go talk to them. Like, you know, people start seeing who you are. Yeah, the real so. self. Right. But no, but I, I stayed with them for 45 minutes, and then I talked to the Korean women for a while. Then I went across town, and I had dinner with somebody else, and I do it in like one and two hour little segments. Really? And then when I came back, somebody called me, and they said, we're at the vodka bar, and I go to the vodka bar, and I said, I'm only going to stay an hour. How much drinking do you do when you do uh, I probably I, I probably do two or three drinks a day. You know, right. either one A day, every day? Every single day. No. Wow. Something no. or other. Boy, you know. You're having a lot of fun, aren't you? Because, you know, I've I, always, but I'm from New I Orleans. Find that That's exhausting. a whole different deal i don't i don't feel that connected to people i I, I get exhausted from talking to people i get tired boy those new orleans people drink man i got a guy that i work with from there god bless them man i've never met anybody that like people from new orleans love having a good time more than any other group of people i've ever met from the states or i love them just in it, general, because the only the only the, the in terms of a race of people to me, Germans will love their fucking drink. There's just no two ways about it. But we do know a guy also from New from from Louisiana. I'll say I'll say Louisiana, and he yeah. loves he loves his drink. There's no question about it's it. It's not and even I, just drinking. They love having a good time. It's mm-hmm. the drinking is just the part of it. They love going out. They love hitting yeah. spots like being entertained. People from New Orleans are a blast. I, I'm very fond of that city. There you go. Just as a side Time. note. Okay. It's exhausting. It's yeah, draining. but you have a whole dialogue going on in your head about am I being funny? Am I witty? Uh, I am don't I, know. You know, uh, do they uh, like me? Howard, and at some I even point, go, you're, you're a married gonna... guy. Why do go through all this if you're not going to get laid at the end? No, you're not going to get laid. But you know what? You're right. not thinking about getting laid. Right. I mean, I, and listen, when it's no fun anymore, you go, oh, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta get up. I gotta okay. get across there. Right, well, well, so what I'll do you learn. do? You sit alone. That's yes. fun. Sitting alone is fun. And watching what television. <laughs> See, and that's exactly what he does now. Does nothing. He does. He just wants Beth uh, somewhere in the vicinity to get him his fucking half an egg. Uh, but that's it. He doesn't want her for anything it's, else. It's what he's always done. Yeah, it's what he's. It's what they do. 
Yeah, Jesus Christ. So when you get someone in here who's just like a, you know, a vicarious, you know, like thrill seeking, whatever, just you know, living, living life, trying to enjoy life, and you put them in contrast to Howard, it's so fucking stark. It's like that Scarface, oh, yeah. Scarf, Scarface movie poster. I mean, even I, I kind of I didn't really think about you told me he's from New Orleans. I didn't really think about that too much, but like I've got family down there. Like I've got some cousins from there and then I work with this guy and every time he comes in this, in this Chicago, he wants to know where the concerts at, what event, like every time he's in town, it's intense. Cause he wants to hit a, what, what's the cool new restaurant. We got to hit that. Yeah. We got to yeah. go. We got, is there any shows, anything that we can go to any comedy? Like, He's constantly and he drinks, but that's not the focus point of what we're doing. He wants to go see shows. He wants to go to clubs. He wants to like it's just the way that he is. You know, mm-hmm. there's um, a lot worse ways to be. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, dude. He's a blast. But yeah, this guy's a this guy's the opposite. Al. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, direct television. I play chess. Jesus. You know, I if it. I watch I TV and I'm books. alone, it gets that's depressing to me. Yeah. You know? well. I mean, if you were writing a novel or something, I can understand. See, it's depressing to me to be out with people. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I, I it, it sometimes I don't want to be with anyone, but I want to get together with you one time. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Nothing Maybe. exciting is going to happen. No, I'm going to go to dinner with I, you. I'm not as exciting as Steve Martin. I'm I sure. want to watch. Listen, <laughs> when I was a, a 99 X, he was the hottest comic. Steve's a genius. He came on the show and he wasn't funny. So that was like, you know, 25 years ago. And he wasn't funny. And I never forgave him. I don't like these star comics who come on shows and Listen, they're, not, they're not funny. Steve Martin put out some of the greatest comedy. He, he did. Great movies. I and him. that book he just wrote was brilliant. I'm talking about, what about the, book. the Pink Panther movies. Why does he do those? I didn't see Pink Panther. <laughs> For the money. Listen, the same reason <laughs> you did Love Boat. <laughs> I love that he fucking nailed him on those. Those are awful. They're so fucking yeah. bad, those remakes. Not that I was a huge Peter Sellers fan, but of course, uh, most of us grew up watching the Pink Panther movies. And you, you, yeah. you, even if you can't put your finger on it, you go, this is a kind of genius in its, in its, in its own little way. And, um, and then for them to remake them, it's, you know, you just, there's films you don't touch and you don't touch those. I, re- I remember Jim Norton tossing him a fucking verbal beating over him yeah, remaking those. And, and then and he then, called him out on it when he saw and, him. And he pussied out when he fucking met Steve Martin. And after that, yep. I have no res- zero respect. I deleted his books from my Kindle. I said, fuck you, Norton. And he, since then, he's been my enemy on that basis alone. Because I would have told yeah. Steve Martin to his face. I go, what in God's name are you fucking thinking? You of all people. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and if he and if he called me out and said, Yeah, you deserve that. Someone should have told you, your agent should have told you, someone in your life should have told you. Leave it the fuck alone. Right. Yeah. So I think it was ego personally, or he he I'm I'm sure I think I remember reading in an interview actually, I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure, I'll say ninety percent sure, that he was doing it as an homage because he was friendly with sellers and he thought, okay, you know, if anybody was gonna do it, which someone is gonna try it again, why not have it be someone who respected <clears throat> him and was friends with him and could try to do it justice, but he did the exact opposite. Yeah, I mean there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. There's there's stuff that wants to get people want to get pushed through. There's agents involved. I mean, there, it's a it's a complex thing that mm-hmm. the actors don't really have a ton of power with stuff like that. I wouldn't imagine. I mean, someone wanted it made. He was probably on the hook It matched up. It's it's a it's a very insidious 
incestuous game Hollywood. I don't know. Somebody like him, a comedy legend, I don't think he has to be shoehorned in anything. I think he wanted to do oh, it. Shit. That's my those those people, those those people from that era are more on the hook than anybody. Those those are straight up people that have sold their soul, man. That's a lifelong thing. You think Robert De Niro really wants to keep making these movies, man? Like, well, you're on the hook, bro. He, 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 he got so little money for so long. He had to start taking the paydays. That's the problem. Like he, he, and he also fucking can't stop fathering children. Uh, these, these fucking idiots and palimony and alimony and all this shit. Uh, you know, like, like Al Pacino just recently had another fucking kid with this, with this chick and i'm like no you're, way you're fucking 82 with a child like 80 or something had a kid now let me see Recently? if i got this right i'm not joking hold on let me see uh i think it was hold on al pacino new baby <laughs> fucking christ hold on all right here it is okay the name of alan noor's son is kept to be Roman Alfala Pacino, which means Noor's certainly blah, blah, blah. June 6, 2023. I was right. Kid was born. Well, like, I, I, God like bless. Pacino, I mean, honestly, like, they, you know, the, Tony Randall did it one time when I remember he, I heard he was 75, and I go, won't it be great when they have the, uh, the grandfather-son get-together at the school? I mean, father, you know, like, you can be both. It's just, yeah, it's, man. Re- it's revolting. It's disgusting. And it's, it, it really, I, I, I feel bad for the kids because all of a sudden you're like, you're, I never, I never knew my dad. He died f- halfway into my wife, my, my other mom's pussy, you know, and that, that was it. <laughs> Some of you those know? Italian guys, man, out here, they'll, they'll have kids late. They'll you have, mentioned, I, I you worked, mentioned they, they set up franchises. I, I worked for, um, I worked for this guy. He was definitely in his, he was in his seventies at least. And he had a kid who I want to say was like 11 at the time. Like he had a very, he had a lot of young kids, mm-hmm. but yeah, I've, I've noticed that with them. Hey day. Same reason you did. Love I Love. wouldn't do pink Panther. If I was Steve Martin or, or with eight, you get eight you roles. It's embarrassing. He wants to, dignity, he wants right? to act. <clears throat> no, he can do anything he wants. It's embarrassing. All right. It's embarrassing. Well, listen, you can take it up with, with him when he invites you to dinner. I'll tell you, the other day, this yeah. hadn't happened to my sitcoms, uh, Kelsey Grammer's mm. doing a television show. Go ahead. So they said, hey, um, <clears throat> uh, there's a, the part of the best friend, but it's not going to be every week. You can do your radio show and, and, Great. and be fabulous. Great, I go, Good. right? And I go, gee, you know, I'm getting ready to leave for New York and all. And they go, look, you've got the part. Go ahead. Just go into the building and meet him. And, Meet and, Kelsey Grammer. And re- no, I know Kelsey yeah, and, right. and, and the other director guy uh, who, who did Cheers. And so I said, all right. So I rearranged my schedule. All I got to do is go in. That's right, because the part's do. yours. It's mine. Right. So I drive, I, I go in, and I rearrange everything. And I get in there, and there's like, you know, 40 people waiting to be read. I'm thinking, this isn't even like that special, right? Yeah. So I go in. They laugh. I read. All I got to do is go in. Right. right? I get back in the car and I'm heading for the airport, you know, and my, uh, uh, the manager guy calls me up and he goes, Jesus, um, God, uh, they, they, uh, uh, you're not the right height and weight. What? Oh, stop They said, it. you did a great job. They always say, you did a great job. But I said, what are you crazy? They know what, how high, how tall I am. And, uh-huh. and, everything. and, and I, I thought <clears throat> I said, I should have not gone out of my way. I should have just said. Why do people say to you? Well, I got to ask you a question. <clears throat> I, 
And that was an interesting exchange where he basically devalued Steve Martin, right? Mm -hmm. And then Howard saw what he was doing because that's all he does. That's his language. And Howard's response was, well, when he invites you out, you can blow him off. Taking a shot at him. Right. Saying you're just, not a you're not you're, you're not gonna get an invite from him ever. And it didn't land at all. No, of course not. He doesn't give didn't a fuck. Didn't land at all. No, because he's a grounded individual. And I mean the average person, okay, yeah, we all have like heroes and stuff and people we we you know think people we look up to, but I think the average person, if they're grounded and they've been raised the right way, they would not fan someone. Like if some I don't know, if, I don't know, fucking uh, I don't know. Carmine Appas comes into your music shop. Are you really going to like lay out the red carpet for him? Cause he's this fucking like asshole rock drummer legend in, in, in the annals of music history. Or are you going to say, Hey, nice to meet you. Whatever. Come on in. Yeah. Great to have yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, when you're not, when you don't exist in the perception of others, you don't really, you're not really concerned about that, but that's the only place that MPD people exist is in mm -hmm. the perception of others. So, yep. But yeah, and that, that thing didn't land at all. You won't have heard the recent breakdowns because they're set to be recorded, set to be released, actually not recorded. We have them, but they're just uh, coming out, but there's one clip I'll never forget. Uh, and we'll have to save it as a drop for a future theme. And, uh, he said something like Howard said to Beth, if I could cage you up in a little cage, you know, that would be, Jeez. that would be ideal. And we, Sam and I looked at each other like caged cage. Cause she was going to, she wanted to go to Paris. So, cause she, she mm. wants to, I think, I think, I think we, I don't think we addressed it in bummer school one, but it's in part two and part three. And it, it, I want you, as soon as you hear those episodes, I want you to hear, tell us exactly what you think, because okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's not going to be anything surprising to you. It wasn't surprising to us, but it was still really tough to listen to because of the abuse, the, like this, this, mm. this push and pull thing. And then, you know, Oh, you know, I know you got to go to Paris and it's a great thing. And Oh, it's, it's, you know, I know you, and you need to, you know, be, do your own things, but, and I love you and all that, but it's like, but I'm still going to fucking knock you around and bat this around and hit it, hit you over the head with it because I got to make you feel guilty and all this shit that goes along with it. Mm. Yeah. 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 So, so it's really, I'd say it's disturbing, but I don't know how much more can get disturbing after all that Ben bashing when he was fucking. Yeah. Dying. I was going to say, what is the show now? Are they just reading like positive cancer results on the show? Like, are they just, well, it's, it's, you'll have to hear for yourself because we've, we've selected only so much of it, but you definitely got to, if you haven't heard the Paul Simon, did you Paul hear the Paul Simon interview? <laughs> I don't think so, man. Okay. I can't, was, I don't, I hate the guy. I can't even listen to him really. But you have I, to I listen, just, you got to listen to the episode Graceland because Len and I fucking lost it. We, we had such okay. a great time with that. It was such a piece of shit interview. You'll laugh because of both of them. I just don't know how it could get worse than trashing your own dead father. And like, <laughs> I, like where does it go? The only thing left for him to do is actually skull fuck his mother while she's alive. Yeah, basically. Yeah. If you want to get, if you want to go down further into the pit, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs>
Oh, no. I've heard these kind of stories before. Why do people say to you, Jay, know, no. we love you. Come in. It's a formality. I don't know. Uh, and and it's, the party's yours. Just me. And you. then you show up and there are 40 guys waiting to audition. I don't you're, know you're why they do You're it. part of a cattle call. I don't know why they It's happens. humiliating, right? It's weird. Because it's you weird. know the players. They've seen you act. And the other guys are great. And whoever got the part is great. Okay. But they were different looking and guys. In other words, I'm asking, why do they lie to you? I, I think, I don't know. They, they I don't think they lie as much in New York. But in L.A., they cannot hurt your feelings. Right. It's impossible. <laughs> they don't want to hurt your feelings. I mean, I'm upset Amazing. for you. Now, you did get some work in an upcoming movie. I want to, you were in the movie, uh, well, the movie was out already. Snatched? Has it no, no, out? we just finished you it. You finished shooting it. <clears throat> it's, a, it's, about it's a weird a, movie. It's huh? about a guy that uh, is going to give a kidney up. And he goes in to give a kidney up to, like, his brother-in-law or something. I and mean, when he wakes up, he has a vagina. <laughs> they botched the operation. They botched the operation. Wow. wow. And just... Andrew McCarthy stars as the guy uh, who loses his... Uh... <laughs> Everybody laughs at it. But a guy from my high school wrote it and called me. And it was an easy deal to make. And then I got another friend to... Did you direct... get paid for this one? Yeah, it was home? really good. It's really good. So we go to right. New Orleans. We shoot it for, like, a month. It was fun. And um, so I love I love how he had to just sideswipe Howard's pointless fucking question. Like, did you get paid for it? It's irrelevant. He let him tell the story. Have you noticed how he's doing that with his hand where he's like, I, I don't know. And he's like, he's right. He's physically swiping him off. Like he's, yeah, saw he, yeah, like, he's there, yeah, right? swipe. What is it? Swipe right, whatever. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Why do they do that to you? I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah. uh, whatever, dude. Like St stupid questions. Stupid derail, question. Don't don't derail this. Fuck off. Yeah. I could tell Artie's bored. I mean, like, I, I this guy, he's okay. I think he's kind of a jag off. Like, I, I think this is a little bit of a silent ego battle a little bit. Mm -hmm. I, I like the shots that he took at Howard where he's like, dude, what do you... You gotta, you gotta go out every once in a while. Like, you need to change the way you are. That was a good one, but... Well, Jay's a, right. Jay's a polarizing person. Like, you're either going to love him or hate him. And I think that's, you know, that's, I mean, that's but the I don't, nature of supposed to anybody, but. I don't really have either. Okay. I don't really hate him or love him. Yeah, but you, be, said, just, you, just, thought, just, you thought he was know. a bit of a jag. <laughs> well, he's just, he's kind of, he he's kind of braggadocious, but saying he isn't. And I think he's funny, but I, like. Yeah, there, there's guys that I think are jagoffs that I think are still funny, you know, like, but he he's just okay to me. Like, okay. I don't I don't dislike him. I'll listen to him again, and okay. I like what he did here, but I don't like I wouldn't pursue him further. Like, I okay, wouldn't, yeah, okay, fair enough. McCarthy is going to play the the guy who loses his uh, penis. He's a good actor. <clears throat> so I play the lawyer, and my line is, "I smell money," and I'm on television. You know, I smell money, and I, I see his vagina, and I really smell money. You know, but um, <laughs> I was watching him the first day, and I and it and it, it'll hit you sometimes when you're doing kind of a weird movie, and it hit him. I think like the first day he was playing a guy who had a vagina, <laughs> and I was sitting and I was being really quiet, and I'm thinking, yeah, yeah it's hitting him. It's, it's starting. To, <laughs> he's realizing this yeah, is not. This he's is not. thinking, you know, I'm playing a guy. Uh, yeah. with a vagina yeah. how is this gonna go right. you know right. but um everybody laughs at the premise I it's don't a know. good premise but it is it is yeah. but it, and it's called snatched you know snatched all right well i like the title <laughs> i like that you're in it i will go see it when it comes out yeah like you saw every other fucking person's movie that you came in they came in to promote and uh and read every book <laughs> and listened to every fucking cd and yeah right okay yeah, i'll see it mm. Fuck it. He, he if if you put a gun to his head, forced his eyelids open like a clockwork orange, he would he would find a way not to watch that film. Yeah, this is yeah. 
Yeah, he's bullshit he's... lip service. Will you go see it, or do we have to send you a... Send me a copy. Sure, of course. (laughs) You never go to a theater, buy a box of popcorn, and sit with people. No, I do. I do. Mm -hmm. I do. I do that. Look at how dismissive he is of this guy. So he's already taken over everything. He's got his group captive with him. He's confronted him. He backed down, and now he's just... He's been dismissive. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, you're going to watch it, right? Sure. Do you ever even leave? Do you ever go to a theater? Like his his he's he's physically dismissing him with his hand. Of course, because he's because I mean, he knows everything about Howard from from even being back in the day, and he also knows that he's full of shit from having heard him yeah. over the radio like all those years ago. He knows he's like like he would be a QF listener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's absolutely, and I would have loved to have interviewed him before he passed away, but you know, too bad. And he would have, and he would have held nothing. I don't think he would have held anything back. I saw an interview with this band. I, I won't go too much into it, but this this guy that was interviewing them, they had an event out here, and it was just going really poorly. And it was you could tell by the end of it, the guy was just being the same kind of dismissive language, body language. They were asking, or by the end of the interview, they asked them because they were from Portugal. He's like, so where should I go in Portugal when I'm visiting? He just goes, I, I don't know. I, I don't even live there anymore. And then it got to a point where they're like, so what do you have to say about family? What do you goes? I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to answer that. Like this kind of where he is now, like it's the same thing that I witnessed a couple weeks ago, like where you're you've already you've already mastered it. You've already taken it over. You've already, you know, gone through the motions, and now it's just dismissive. Well, uh, but you're you're saying that the the player or the the singer, or whatever, would not play ball with the interview questions because they got what they got wanted out in the interview already. No, because the interviewer kept projecting onto them. I got you. And he was so, he was from this church of Satan, which they have nothing to do with. And he kept telling them that it, it when they when they refused to play into this thing, mm-hmm. the interviewer started to get more confrontational. I got and you. And then the the questions were so bad and so irrelevant that by the end of it, he was just like he, he tapped, wanted he it over out. with. Yeah, exactly. He's, he was, he's like, I got to piss. I got to leave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, with, without, but but the same sort of like dismissiveness of what I'm seeing now, you know, with with this interview. Well, the only th- yeah, the, the what's the what's what's not needed in the room right now is Robin and Howard. But I don't think he even minds Robin. Like he lets her finish her thoughts. He's giving her non-confrontational visual cues. Well, because his issue um, always was with Howard. Like it's not Robin. It was always Howard. Yeah, I don't think he, he, you know the the dickhead. I don't think he minds Robin at all. Uh, that's no, but, not what I'm but, getting from this. No, but I but neither of them is necessary for him to just go in there and fill out the space for Jay. Yeah, I mean Robin's thing. Robin seems to like him. From oh what yeah, I can see. she's laughing the, at him. She's she's entertained. Like, like they're entertained. Like they they go in and they know this is going to be a night off. Like Artie goes. Like Artie knows that he doesn't have to really contribute jack shit, and uh, Fred doesn't have to continue could contribute drops. It can just be like let's take an hour off. Let's kick. Well, God knows he loves that. Oh yeah, big time. 
bother you? you did that. Do they bother you? I can't you remember go, doing it. People go out, do they surround you like a, no. you're a monolith of some sort? No, it depends on where I am. The, there was one mm-hmm. day, the, the other day, things got overwhelming. I was walking down, 50, I was trying to get to 53rd Street. Were you alone? Yeah. Okay, good. I was trying to get down to 53rd Street. Well, what happened was I was in a limo. President Obama was in town. It was awful. And I couldn't get down the street. So right. we were watch, We're going to watch a movie at the Warner Brothers screening room. I got out of the Warner Brothers screening room, not a regular movie theater. The Warner Brothers screening room. How's this normal behavior? He's trying to throw his was, weight around now. I was I was in a limo. <laughs> I was I was trying to get downtown. I mean, like he made it sound like I went. I was walking up the block. Yeah. He, right. But no, I was in a limo. I was going to a screening room. We all have that experience, don't we? Oh yeah, I do it every right. every weekend. Right. 57th, I walked down the street. No one bothered me. I got to 53rd. Then the cops stopped me because they wouldn't let anyone through because Obama was going to do Letterman. Mm-hmm. Well, then all hell broke loose because I'm standing there now. The cops won't let me through, and there's about a 500 people you're waiting. You're stationary. I'm stationary, and that's what did me in. <laughs> then you're surrounded. Yeah, and I said to the cop, give me a break. Come on, huh? And it looks like little little pushings around you, right? That's little... right. I'm a tall guy. so Now, it, how long are you going to keep the hair thing? I'm going to keep the hair as long as it keeps uh, on there's top a, of my head. What do you mean? There's a point in time that it's... Uh, Is my uh, hair too long, you think? When you get a certain age, I think that the you hair... you think it looks silly? Yeah. You do? Really? I do. I think it was still... <laughs> Artie fucking loves it. Artie fucking loves it, man. Totally. I mean, how many people have gone in there and, and shit on his hair? None. It's so true. It's so true. Of course. Like, looking good, well, no, but you, you might know, be Yeah. I, I, I mean, not you that I can have really long hair, but right. I keep it short. I mean. Well, you have no choice. You don't have that much hair. <laughs> I don't have that much hair. <laughs> no, I've got the hair. I, I know, but it's. Have you ever seen my face? What are you face? looking silly about it? What do you mean? Have you ever it, seen it, my face without the hair? No, you know what? It's like uh, the, the over-the-hill rock stars. It's right. like, uh, I saw Gino Vanelli. <laughs> you might be right. You know Gino Vanelli? You know Gino Vanelli? So I'm at the uh, at the Harris Casino in New Orleans. Uh, yes, I was gambling there, <laughs> right. and I was doing a burlesque show there also, or something. So we're having a big time. Gino Vanelli comes in the restaurant, and he still is trying to have the hair, right. that Gino Vanelli hair, right. and he looks ridiculous with right. the, with the Do hair. Do you think I'm? A- <laughs> He's right. These like you know you you cannot make you cannot keep time away from yourself. No. And you it know, looks it, bad. And at a certain age, you got to let it go. You do. Like, I mean, um, I'm trying to think. Joe Satriani, um, he had curly hair uh, for the longest time. And he was it was balding. Uh, he was he was balding. He had that, what do you call it? The widow's peak, whatever. Then mm-hmm. one day, I can't remember which album might have been The Extremist or something like that. But like mid-90s or whatever, I, before live in San Francisco, whatever, he decided I'm going bald. And it's a great look. He looks better now than he did when he had hair. And yeah, it's a more dignified look, you know. Espe- like especially it, it, when you get it doesn't old. look good. Yeah, uh, like I've never not to not to insult anybody out there who still has a bit of you know hair behind the ears and stuff like all oh, those guys that are you know maintaining some of it. I hate the look personally, and I had because I grew up with high school teachers that just could not give it up, and it mm-hmm. looked it looked pathetic. Because they were maintaining it. They were actually coloring it. They were taking time to color the six hairs on either side of their head. And like, dude, just yeah. get rid of it. You you don't know how much happier you'll be when you don't have to fuck with shampoo. You don't have to fuck with hair dye, conditioner, all that shit. And you can just remove that from the space. And all you need is 
enough supply of razors and shaving cream. Boom. And like made not even aftershave, just like a bit of fucking, you know, body wash. That's it. Fine. Let's keep it short, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not a good look. No. A ridiculous point. Not ridiculous. I listen, not I've gotten way shorter. I've shortened yeah. my hair. In fact, I'm getting a haircut today. And okay, it's much that's shorter. Good. It is shorter. <laughs> it is shorter. So I mean, I think it's appropriately short. It's not. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not like the traditional haircut. I'm getting a haircut today. That's the funniest thing too. Like all of a sudden now he's defensive about his wig. It's funny because it. This was when it actually looked was in its last phase of looking okay. Like wow. after this, it turned into straight. I mean, like, dude, I don't think it looks good. But what he has going now, like the straight pubic hair poodle shit, yeah. like it still looks like a crane placed it on his head as he woke up. Oh, dude, it doesn't it doesn't look real. I mean, no. it doesn't look good. I'm not saying no. that by any no. means, but right. <laughs> God. But as he gets older, it just looks that much more obvious. I mean, dude, it looks like sort of fucking pubic hair now on his head. Give me- Give me one sec. I'm just going to find it. Uh, come on. Let's see if I got this one here. Um, uh, let's see. I'm going to find it in the links here. Uh, I'll, sh- I'll, I'll, and I'll, I'll have it. I played it before, but I'll see if I can get it. Uh, Kermano's comp of Howard's wig. Okay. So he has a little, I wanted something that looked very natural. Okay. And also let me turn it. So this is, Oh, I mean, look at how bad that looks. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like what he has in the clip doesn't look as bad as that. Like, no, of course not terrible, dude. So you can see right here, he's got, he's got like the wigs, not covering a shitload of bald hair. And that's, that's obviously he's bald, completely bald. Yeah. Oh, so who's absolutely? Do you know? Do you know that there are people still arguing on fucking Howard Stern and Reddit, like on how anything goes, and Howard Stern, you know, f- like fan page, whatever. It's his hair, guys. It's his hair. Look at that. Yeah, it looks absolutely fucking horrible. I mean, dude, come on, what are you doing? And this is 2020. Is really? This yes, isn't even. The dates are given this and this is on legit, the legit YouTube site. Like, again, what I was saying in the previous one, like in the previous clip, what he has is acceptable versus this. Mm -hmm. Like that looks amazing compared to what we just saw. What we did. He looks fucking insane. He looks like a crazy person. Like, just, you know, literally, you know, you know, before you leave the house, you throw your hat on. That's the type of yeah. wig it is now at this point in time. And the, the worst were the uh, the first days of the uh, Zoom that they did in 2020 when the pandemic hit. Because clearly he couldn't get access to his, his wig person. And it really, literally looks like he just, he did this. He threw it up in the air and hoped it landed in the right spot when it hit, when it fell on his head. And he just left it as it was. That's how bad. Dude, I'm so- I'm so happy. I don't care about shit like that. I swear it's, to you, man, that's got to be so taxing to care about your hair uh, at that age. It, Who gives a fuck? It's guys with a huge complex. Thank God dad never did. He just let it go. Whatever was going to happen was going to happen. And he didn't maintain jack shit. He didn't do a comb over ever. I've got pictures. I got loads of, we had loads of pictures. He had a little peninsula. He had a little island of, of lost hair growing at the top of his head. And it got bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden it was just hair on the side. But he didn't do anything about it. When it went white, it went white, and that was it. Yeah, man. I my dad, I don't even think I ever saw him with hair once in my whole life. But 
Like, dude, I'm so glad I don't care about shit like that. There's certain, like, burdens where I'm glad I don't care. Like, guys that are into their, like, shoes, that collect shoes, like, fuck, I'm glad I don't care about that shit. That's so expensive. Fuck that. It's liberating. Like, the only thing, like, my only concern, like, I'm recently, I just mentioned to Bob, I'm going in for, like, uh, laser surgery to to get rid of some... um, some moles and stuff like that. Just uh, things that I'm actually doing as a proactive to hopefully not get cancer from those fucking sun exposure around my neck and my, my face, because I got moles where the sun don't shine everywhere. But also I've got this stuff at the top of my forehead that looks like a Gorbachev type, not quite, but it's, 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 you know, the size of a, it looks like a birthmark or something. And I just, I don't care about it one bit, but I know it might freak some people out by looking at it and I just don't want to have to keep explaining about it. And, mm. uh, because, because I could easily Photoshop it out of pictures if it bothered me, but it doesn't bother me, but it might bother others. And like uh, constantly fielding questions like, what is that? Why don't you get it checked out? I'm like, fine. I'll fucking, it'll, if it saves me some hassle, I'll do it at yeah. any time, the path of least resistance. So that's my, that's my motto. Yeah. Where that's concerned. I mean, cosmetically, I mean, uh, for, so for him, certain things he's done in his life, like the nose job, whatever the chin, whatever, if it made him feel better about himself, fine. If the wig though is so patently obvious and so brutally bad that that's, that's the step way too far. That's not what I'm I mean, talking dude, about. it's something that affects him deeply. Like I can just see the psychological denial in this shit, you know, like yeah. if, if my hair was going like that, like I don't have that it doesn't affect me enough to right you know what i mean like i i would just i'd get rid of it i don't like it's it's whatever like yeah bro i'm fucking i don't have a full head of hair i'm not 20 right like fuck it well what do you big de- time well, doesn't big deal. stop for anybody that's right yeah like so and but he and so he that's why he'll never retire because as long as they offer him once a week twice a week he'll take it because he cannot face that idea that time has left him behind oh no they don't do well with that people with npd they oh. don't do well with that at all so it's brutal it's mm-hmm. a little bit of a and you have no gray hairs or is that no dyed? no not dyed at all i do have gray hair mm-hmm. but uh i'm not coloring my hair okay i'm not doing any of that weird okay. shit no you know what i mean i right. don't want to, i know it's probably going to send you into some you know therapeutic uh, tailspin i'm already there with your hair. <laughs> no. but i was just wondering how long do you i mean do you go all your Look, like will you be I'm 70 tra- with the long I hair i don't have a, the answer for you a I silver keep... ponytail will you no, have that that's the one if you I notice like. my hair's gotten shorter it has and it's getting shorter <laughs> i'm starting to move into that area where i make it short shorter and shorter right beth likes it shorter and that's the way it's going to be mm-hmm. but will it ever mm-hmm. be a traditional haircut i don't know but listen guys do stuff will they you fix ever their teeth, ever dislike they... her after a while like men uh, <laughs> of course i'm a guy <laughs> yeah dislike their <laughs> wives no i so far so good yeah, you're all we like have, in... I, I i love her i'm having a good time how many years do you, do you dislike you... your wife no i oh, yeah, we've gone through everything but right. we happen to be going through a good period now but, but um... you've gone through dislike and then liking yeah her you again. wake up i'm sure she couldn't stand <laughs> me either you just don't like each other you look at each other you know and i think that's why beth maybe took this job maybe she didn't like me so much Anymore. I, I don't know. She left for a month, so I'm like, kind of like, you know what? Maybe she, you know, in some level, she was kind of like, I need uh, to get away from little, this guy. Little... Now you listen to Howard's cadence. How fast he's trying to get through this. He's that uncomfortable. Oh, dude, that that little now I like Barker. Thomas. That was fucking hilarious. By the way, you ever gonna get tired of her and be like a normal guy that? 
doesn't get along with his wife? Are you going to keep this bullshit? That was great. That was, and, that was, might be my favorite part of it so far. See, I told you he'd you'd come around, and John and John, uh, just recently he got he got pissed off at Bill Maher for saying like he he tells us about you know he loves his wife all the time and so much. It's a little too much, and, no, and I don't. And, you know, I don't if it's like him, it's the secretary's ass on the sheet, yeah. and they told us to stop. Like I don't know, bro. Like it, that I'm is good on that, that is kind of dirty. <laughs> yeah, but this is funny. I like yeah. this because she doesn't need you as much as you need her. That's right. Because you every five minutes you say she's out of town. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. I need her. She doesn't need me that much. So when you're just sitting around watching TV, does she just stare at you? No, she has a very busy <laughs> life. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he just destroyed Dude, every aspect. Buckwald, Buckwald is the only thing standing between this guy destroying Howard. Yes. And this interview being halfway civil right yep. now. Yep, 100%. She's work, working around She's the working. She's got a bunch of jobs that she's doing. Mm -hmm. So she is. So you're miserable by yourself. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. But he won't go out and meet people. <laughs> right. Right. It's very yeah. weird. Uh, tell me about this movie, the TV movie. Lindsay Lohan was in it? Yeah. Uh, well, it wasn't, was a it wasn't a TV movie. It was going to be a regular movie. Mm. Oh. And so <clears throat> it was called uh, Labor Pains. So. Um, um, what do you I, play, like his dad, Lindsay Lohan's dad? Or no, something? I play like a, 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 a older guy at this publishing firm, and I'm looking at her and, and looking at her ass and all, and then she gets pregnant, and it turns me off. Right. But she's faking pregnancy because she's going to get fired. Right. So she fakes it, and she falls in love with the guy, and she really gets pregnant. So. And this was at a point when her, she was unbankable, and her films were just not bringing in money, and she was doing all kinds of drugs and just destroying her life, and now she's fucking yacht. I can't remember. I don't know where she is now, but she's completely washed up. But at one point it's hard it's hard to remember it's hard for people to remember how big of a deal she was back in the day well i i like how he moved away quickly from him and about it. normally all he wants to do is talk about it but he saw that fucking trap right there oh, yeah that window he oh jumped so you're right doing a movie with Lindsay lohan that's the escape shoot <laughs> from he, the conversation he, dude i'm telling you buckwall is the only reason why this guy isn't fucking completely ripping him apart right now like he he's taking it to that to that line but he he's not crossing it but he's definitely at it he's definitely stomping on the line oh definitely yeah, yeah. there's Sounds Lindsay horrible Lohan. uh yeah it wasn't great <laughs> yeah right. i like snatch at... better yeah, yeah snatch is a good one right? <laughs> that's right. right well so uh so i get to the set you know and and there's all this paparazzi there and and uh i haven't been you know it's been years since i've been around all the paparazzi stuff right, right? I mean, you know these guys want to take pictures of Lindsay lohan every minute and they are Armenians, and they're from the valley, and they're like the group of paparazzi from the valley. And if other paparazzi come, they run them off, and they fist fight, and it's a you danger. You mean paparazzis have territory? They do. Wow. wow. This is the Armenian kind of territory in the valley. And, and they were taking her picture and the whole thing. But here's what's upsetting. When you walk, like I would walk out, they would lift their cameras and then go, oh, no, and they'd put it down. <laughs> so you wish your picture was being taken, too. Right. And after a few days, you know, you hate these guys because they have no friggin' interest in you. Right? right, right. So she's smoking a cigarette, and they're taking a picture of her. So I would try and, like, get 
in the picture. I would like stand behind her. I don't even smoke. I was smoking a cigarette. It's you know? To a guy with your talents that you've got to sit and try to get yourself into the picture with Lindsay Lohan. So here's Lindsay Lohan. You come to the set. You sit down. She's in the thing getting her makeup done. She doesn't say hello. Hi, I'm Lindsay. She's not a bad person. That's disrespectful. No, she's just unsophisticated. Okay. You know? yeah. Doesn't say anything. So. I don't even think she ever knew my name. Right. So the paparazzi are taking pictures and the whole thing, and I'm working, and I'm thinking, you know, what is all this? They knock on my door, and they go, Jay, it's Lindsay's birthday. Do you want to come down? We're going to give her a cake. I go, I have no fucking interest in giving a cake to her. So I close the door, and I'm in there going, Jesus Christ, maybe I should go down there while they're giving her the cake. So I wait in my trailer for a few minutes, and I crack the door open, and people are gathering in front of her door, like, you know, Cheryl Hines is there, you know, she's in the movie, and I'm thinking, oh, Christ, I guess I gotta go down. So by the time I get there, I'm on the edge, and the cake is delivered, but it's right in front of me. So when Lindsay comes out, I go, happy birthday, Lindsay! <laughs> <laughs> and it was like I gave her the cake. <laughs> See, now that he's not filibustering and talking about every fucking thing under the sun and I can follow his stories, he's good. It's a good oh, story, you know? Yeah. He's, he's, uh, we love him. Oh, I took complete credit for the cake. <laughs> Happy birthday, Lindsay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and the paparazzi's coming, you know. And Thank they're you, Jay. Yeah, all of all that right. stuff. But uh, so the Armenian guys were really pissing me off. And uh, oh, Turkey God. played Armenia uh, the day before in soccer. And I guess Turkey had killed every Armenian. Right. Yeah, for those of you who are not familiar with history, there's massive, there's a history of Armenian genocide. A Turkish genocide of Armenians in history, and it's it's there's there that you talk mortal enemies, Armenians and, and Turks, do not <laughs> do not put them together at the same table. You're gonna get some, you know, and rightfully so. Like there's there's no reason for Arme an Armenian to be uh, friendly towards Turkey. Um, I still love the dismissive language. Did you catch that little thing? Like Howard tried to throw in a comment. He's like, yeah, yeah, all right. So I we're going to go on to the next story now. And he's well, not he, looking at him. No, he's, of course he, like, not. He's got Robin's entertained. Everybody's laughing. Something well, Howard can't do without paying people. Well, if you're in a if you're a comic, like you're in a comedy club and you're doing jokes, you're constantly going to be looking at the people who are laughing, not the one guy with his arms folded and he's not laughing. You're going to look to where you get the laughs constantly. Right. Right. And Howard being disinterested and being a bore that's like a black hole and somewhere in the, that's like a little dead zone somewhere in the studio. So you got two places to look Artie, uh, Fred, if you could turn around, I guess, but that's, that's awkward. And, and Robin, that's it. Yeah. It's, it's masterful, uh, body language. He's definitely a talented guy. I mean, I can see why he got to where he, he is, you know, he, he definitely knows how to work a room. And yeah, again, like I said, the only thing the only thing that was turning me off was I was banging this one and that one and her ass was on the table. Well, they brought, and whatever. The thing is, they brought it up. No, I get it, but it was just kind of goofy to me. OK, but he, he, he's an art guy. I don't I don't dislike oh, him it, at all. It's a big game, right? So uh, Turkey wins the game. So a guy says to me in this sports bar, he goes, ah, man, that's going to cause a riot, you know, because and I go, wait a minute. You mean that the Armenians hate the Turks? They go, oh, God, they hate them. <laughs> the next day I go over to the paparazzi guys. I go, look, let's bury the hatchet. OK, yeah. 
because you guys had an exciting thing yesterday. And they go, what is it? What did we have? I go, well, you're all Turks, right? You won the big game, didn't you? <laughs> they went absolutely <laughs> nuts. The security guard had to come. Wow. And, I, and every day I would call them and go, hey, Turks, how's it going? Oh, they went crazy. Now they noticed you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now they know your name. But what would happen is right. they would get a phone call and they would all jump in these little Honda-like cars and ride away because someone had called them and they would say, some other star is across town. Yeah, I mean, this is you, you realize how big this is. The Armenians hate the Turks because the Turks killed millions of them. You know yeah, what I mean? They wipe right. them out. Yeah, it's a, there's a whole, yeah. yeah, there's a whole thing there. Well, that's a good insult if yeah, ever you right, meet yeah, an Armenian. Yeah, yeah. You just keep calling him a Turk over and over right, again. Right, right, right. You know, yeah, I can't believe you did that. Well, listen, mm. it sounds like things are going just about the same as they've always been. That's exactly <laughs> right. 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 Did you see what he did there when he put his empty cup down on Howard's desk? As if, to stake, as, yes, yeah, as if to stake his claim, like, that's my desk now? Yeah, like, are you going to tell me that he's not trying to encroach on him? And send, he, There's nowhere else for him to put that empty cup. It had to be right. on Howard's desk. Sure. Just saying. Yeah. Mediocre. Yeah, yeah, I'm right under the radar where I like to be. Well, I love you. <laughs> well, there really is nowhere else to put it, but to be honest. <laughs> You think in a studio like that, they'd have a little side table or something, but he's got to do that. And the other thing is other guests might sit at the other end of the, the couch. Jay wants to get as close as possible. Oh, he is as far as he can be on this. He is as close to Howard as I've ever seen anyone in that studio. If he could have sat on the desk, he would have. He's even hunched over in the thing that you had. I mean, he wants to leap over that fucking desk, dude. There is one interview where Norm he, came Let me in. ask you this. Oh, yeah, you're telling me you're telling me you're you're in an interview with Jeff Bezos and you're putting your empty cup on his fucking desk. No, I you're going to hold it. I would cuz I don't give well, a fuck who, about Jeff Bezos. Whoever, who, right. whoever you respect. Right. You're going to hold the cup. It's a cup. You're not going to plop it down on their fucking desk like it's it's a this is a have you ever seen anyone do this in any howard interview put their fucking discarded cup on his desk i don't know exactly but i do know there was one specific one i remember norm was in studio and rather than sit in the couch he sat on the uh the back of the couch with his feet on the the cushions to see howard specifically oh i don't i don't think norm like towered at all um, well, he put up with him and he kept talking about how smart he was. So you think that was just for the sake of, uh, you know, kowtowing, whatever, and making sure he wasn't getting talked about by Howard. Yeah. But he, he called him out on enabling art. He did. And on Twitter, he actually, there's a famous Norm quote on Twitter where he said, uh, uh, let me see if I can find it. Hold on. So Norm quoted on uh, his Twitter. He said, uh, this is what happened, uh, let's say, in 2018, October 24th. Just listening to Sarah Silverman on Stern talking about comedians who have stopped trying to get better. And Howard, a hero, mentioned me. I've worked 40 years, 40 weeks a year for the last 25 years, have a dozen hours of material and strive every set to be better. Maybe he's confusing merit with fame. Hmm. That was that. So that that's probably around the time when he decided, fuck Howard. Like officially, because he's a, first of all, he wasn't getting on the show anymore. And second of all, he had this cancer in him that no one else knew. So he probably thought now, I, like, what, what the fuck am I, what the fuck have I been uh, devoting to this asshole for years to come onto his show and be entertaining for what? 
to be trashed like that? Dude, it. Yeah, I mean, these guys know who they can talk about and not talk about. It's it's a it's an insidious game. And he had alluded, I know, m- many times to Howard enabling Artie and exploiting him. Like, that's, that's a, a whole pretty, that's a whole episode we're going to do. That's a pretty serious thing to leverage against. Like, for me, to, if I said about you that you've enabled somebody with a serious drug addiction to exploit them, I, mm-hmm. I can't think of many people that I mean, pedophile is the next thing lower than that, like. That's a serious thing to leverage against somebody like you don't respect somebody that you say that about. I don't think I don't think Norm like towered at all. Personally, I, I think on some level. Yeah. And well, eventually he got to the point where he did eventually loathe him and uh, couldn't stand. But the whole arty thing, it wasn't as if he was blind to it. And he certainly made that comment on Corolla's show. And he apologized when he was on Stern because he knew that was the political thing to do. You apologize on the show. Howard's not going to fucking have his bee in a bonnet. You've already made what amends. Maybe you can. And you smooth things over. Like when, when Norm had to apologize for using that Down syndrome comment, he only did it for the reasons of you know, being able to still perform. He didn't want to be canceled because of it. He was just being smart. Well, yeah, I mean, dude, this Don Buckwall guy's get, still getting articles put in shit for Howard, who's not even... You don't think that guy can hurt your career, man? Well, on some level, but either way, he did. But with that, it, it had nothing to do with Stern. It was literally like Norm's comment on the Stern show about the Down syndrome that got all this fucking cancel play. And uh, he made up for it. And then you never heard about it again, really, except in like uh, uh, just some sort of uh, footnote. But either way, we'll we'll finish this up. Got to be a, you, you're going to be well, a big thanks. star yet. I'm telling you. <laughs> Your day is coming. You know what's going to I'm going to die, and all my crap is going to come out then. You know. Yeah, right. What's Somehow. the use? You know. Oh my His God! Can you believe brilliant. what Mackenzie Phillips is saying about John? Ten years, she supposedly screwed him. Yeah, Marianne. You know the story. Like John Phillips, like Mamas and the Papas fucked his daughter, right? No, I don't know that. She, she was drug addict. Mackenzie Phillips was an actress, and uh, she was in American Graffiti, most famously. And uh, she, and One Day at a Time, that show with uh, Valerie Bertinelli back in the sitcom back in the early 80s. But she was drugged, like a massive drug abuser for a long time. She finally got sober. I think she does counseling now at this point. I can't remember it offhand. But she re- recalls a story in a book after her dad had passed away that he, in a, like while she was like unconscious, she woke up to find her dad was fucking her. Oh, God. Right. Can you imagine like that? That And she was on Oprah. So if, you, if you look online, you'll find the interview. And Jesus I've, Christ. I've always, I've always loved Mackenzie Phillips. I've always thought she was just a very, I loved just listening to her speak uh, and her, her attitude just being a, that's a survivor. I mean, like she, hmm. she was, un, she was underage. Maybe she had, she was, I think she was, she was a groupie too. Like, you know, because of the music scene her parents were in. Um, like she knew the stones and they were all like Mick Jagger saying, I was waiting until you turned 18 and that kind of shit, like <laughs> all this stuff. Bro, I, dude, I'm, I'm, t- this is what I'm telling you. Like, I, I don't mean to get too deep into any kind of conspiracy stuff, but this surface level shit where it's like, oh, he said this about them and that like, dude, it, it's deeper than that. Like mm. there's certain people you can talk about and there's certain ones you can't They're they're mm-hmm. like. It's it's a multi-layered thing, man. As much as I would love to think that these certain celebrities have this kind of pull and you can do this and that, like, 
Dude, what what the media is, it's not what people think it is. Like you, you can't just say anything you want to say. You you there's repercussions. Well, there's you, you have to you have to ask what did Jimmy Savile know and who did he know to go go along as far as he did and not get fucking indicted before he died. Exactly. Right, like, dude. You're it's 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 deeper than what we see. It's, why did Jeffrey? Uh, why did Jeffrey Epstein get killed? Because he was going to talk. I, I don't know about him, but like, even if you're you're talking about the mamas and the papas of California band, yeah. Like, what California I'll say is this: their big song. If if you look into Laurel Canyon, mm-hmm. and you look into everything that was going on out there, that's a good starting place to really starting to understand how deep some of this shit gets. Like, mm. I don't I don't like going too deep into this stuff because I think when you start to, it's easy to dismiss other things that you say. And until then, information is just information until you make it a part of your experience. But I I don't think that Howard is just merely this guy that, um, you know, can have these casual beefs with people. I think he was put where he was put for a certain reason. And I think he's protected. And so, um, so you like, the, it's, like not, it's more not necessarily than, pink mafia, but something even more deviant. I, I, I think so. Okay. That's, and, that's, that's and more I, conspiratorial and I don't think, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I don't, I don't really want to get into that type yeah. of stuff, but I think, I definitely think that Howard served a certain function for where we are now as a society mm-hmm. and i think he's protected for that reason and there's certain people that the public can talk about and not talk about and i definitely think that howard is a protected guy and i'll pretty much leave it at that okay well yeah i think definitely he has there i i, I don't i don't know i never knew how much of it was going to be he's protected or he's just rich enough to sue anybody that talks shit about him and that's what keeps people from talking. It could be a combination of both. Like, why doesn't people, why, like, why don't people uh, go on about Tom Cruise? Well, because the Church of Scientology has deep pockets and they'll just sue. They're litigious as fuck. Of course. And they spend I mean, it, it's, basically they spend you to death. That's what I'm saying. Like, certain things are deeper than just, um, you know, I, I have to apologize in person or I have a personal beef. Like, there's people that can shut you down on on real levels, you know, like bigger than just suing you, you know, there's people that can really drag your name through, can set up events with people that aren't even credible and drag your name through some crazy shit. Like you gotta, you gotta watch who you're playing with. Like, it's just, well, in Hollywood, certainly there's, there's power brokers and there's power brokers above the power brokers. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, And that's, and that could make for a fascinating discussion in and of itself. And we'll, we'll table it for another time. But for those of you in the listening, uh, please put in the comments, how do you feel about it? Howard, like uh, to me, it was just a, a combination of now irrelevance and deep pockets that's kept him safe more or less. I don't think that, and maybe a bit of pink mafia as well, but I think mostly the fact that he's so rich that he'll just sick his lawyers on you. That's part of it. That's, that's but my it, it's, take. It's, it, but it, but it can get bigger than law is what I'm saying. Like 
you could start a rumor about somebody. And if you have connections in certain media groups, right. they can perpetuate that rumor without any basis for it. Right. Disseminate. And uh, it'll, you know, it'll just drag your name through hell. And like, even yeah. though you've denied it and it's not substantiated, like they can do shit like that. It's well, not illegal. Well, that was the threat he did when he was on the radio and had like millions of listeners. He actually had pull. He could do, he could do, that was the power he, he did possess. For sure. But uh, whether it's become uh, something invisible now, I, 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 I doubt it personally. I, I just don't believe it. But uh, it's not uh, it wouldn't be unheard of if it were tr if it were possible, if, if it was if it was real. But we'll never know. That's the other that's the other thing we'll have to wait and see. That's true. Secret that is societies true. and all that stuff. That's that's something for a whole other podcast. Anyway, guys, we're going to finish this one up. From Brooklyn, you're on the air. No, Jay, I like you, but who are you? Francis Bacardi? How is your hair? It's so sexy. That's his trademark. My hair. You jumped the bus. You got that corporate cut. Are you freaking kidding me? Howard, keep your hair curly. Oh, I'm keeping it because Jay has never seen me with short, short hair. It's hideous. Uh, Jay, listen, Jay is not uh, a, a famous hair designer, believe me. He's not a fashion consultant. Right. So he needed Marianne from Brooklyn. To fucking back him up against Jay. We're not blind to this. Flying monkey. Yep. Absolutely. And Jay. And he seems unfazed, by the yeah, way. Well, he doesn't even understand why he's listening to her. He I don't think he could fucking decipher her cackle, to be honest with you. That's who, that's yeah. what, what was mostly the problem. Baby, did you see what Jay's wearing? Well, I got a black T-shirt on, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm dressed much younger than my years. Jay, I keep the hair long because my face needs the, the fullness around. I have a very really? long, hideous well, face. Nice. So, that's good. Yeah, trust me, this has been analyzed by people more aware of this stuff than you. Uh huh. I don't I know how it. I'd cut it, but I like the little mm. thing, the little. What does the Jews have? The little taluses that, that's, uh, that hang the down. Payas, payas. The payas. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That was a hell of a counterpunch. <laughs> oh, fuck. That was that was just that was the the uh, Muhammad Ali anchor punch against against fucking that was uh, Sonny Listed man, where he just kind of hey, went away and boom. You want to get in my zone? Here's a chin check, you fucking yeah. idiot. Wrap it big, up, big time. And you can you could call a hundred more of these flunkies. They're not going to stop me. Yeah. Because you know he he just shrugged Marianne off, Marianne from Brooklyn off, because he knows he knows that he, he, even if he doesn't know, he's like, I, I don't give a fuck. This is how I believe. He, he genuinely looked like he didn't understand what was even happening. Right. It was befuddled. <laughs> like had, so this is Marianne. And this is a huge fan of yours. Yes, yeah. Ralph, go ahead. You're on the air with the great Jay Thomas. <laughs> By the way, the reason Jay's here, not for his health, I want you to listen to Jay Thomas' show. Sure. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on Sirius 108 and mm -hmm. XM 138. And don't miss 139, Jay... I think it is. Is it? Yeah. And don't miss uh, Jay Friday mornings from 7 to 10 on, of course, right here, yeah, Howard yeah, 101. Yeah. That's right. Which we love having him on. Ralph, go ahead. Hey, listen, it's a good show. And J Jay is maybe an A-list uh, uh, guest on your show. But, Jay, mm. maybe if you got some sleep, you wouldn't be doing that annoying coughing every two minutes. Yeah, I know. I apologize. <laughs> See, Sorry. that's what I'm talking yeah. about. You yeah. can't be clearing your throat and coughing all the time. Yeah. That's that's not that's where you that's pay the for it. Yeah, so you needed Ralph to call in, too. I didn't even notice it. Did you notice it? He was only coughing a little bit. There's a, a little bit, probably dry. Who knows? I don't know what the fuck. Uh, I didn't notice anything. It wasn't that. It wasn't that bad. No, they just need some other fucking reinforcements to pile on him at the end because Howard lost that. But he was like the Battle of Waterloo, and he's Napoleon. He, he's <laughs> coughing because he's been talking for forty five minutes straight, not letting Howard get a fucking word in. Yep, absolutely.
the leading the vodka man. Bar. You're the lead singer. You got to take if care of that voice. If you just gone home before the vodka bar, you'd be fine. I might have even forgotten I was doing this show at some point. In the <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. This guy's a master, bro. Yeah, this is. guy's a master. Yeah, you don't fuck with Jay. I I <laughs> oh, Do I have to work tomorrow? Wait a second. I think I got something in the morning. Have I been clearing my throat? That's awful. I apologize. A little bit, little I, bit. I wasn't picking up on it, but uh, Ralph. Oh, uh, I noticed it. Ralph is a top. Uh, yeah, maybe if I had slept more and um, if I had uh, just not had a life, I would have. <laughs> I would have had your life. I mean, uh, I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so you see, you see, guys, why the uh, fucking love boat talk was worth it in the end. If you haven't already heard this interview before, this is some Floyd Mayweather shit. Keeping Big them to the corner for right. sure. This is Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather, if he was fighting Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! If I would trade uh, the fun I've had for money, I don't know. I can't. I can't. I. Trade. I, I, I don't. Know. I am telling you that I can't do what you do and mm -hmm. come in here and be effective. But that's no. But I'm, I don't think I'm hurting my. If I was hurting myself, I wouldn't do it. I don't. Okay. Well, I don't I'm feel just badly. You, I, I you know. have a problem. But Artie and I could go out and have a brilliant time. Oh yeah, Artie. <laughs> Artie doesn't work. Yeah, I'm not the lead guy. I could just sit here and just. Yeah, he can. Yeah. Pay, he can phase in and right. out of this. It's impressive that Jay could do both, though. You know. Yeah. He does. And Jay and Artie looks fucked up. He's clearly got. He's He's nodding. Did you see that that look on his face and that color? You know what I notice about Artie is he he kind of shuts down when shit starts to get real in the studio between Howard and like when someone's kind of checking Howard. I always notice like he gets really quiet. He doesn't he, really get too involved with it. Well, he loves it. I think he doesn't want to be a sycophant defend Howard, and I think he also wants to see. Look, let's see how Howard. Let's see if he can handle himself. You know, what I, I mean? agree. You know how it's you don't step like in. The... You don't step into your buddy's fight unless he's starting to get really fucking pummeled. Then you just take the other guy, hold him back, so that there's not real damage being caused. Yeah, like when someone on the offensive line kind of lets someone through. Like, all right, this guy's a hot shot. Like, let him. I agree. Yeah. I've I've thought that about him before, but I've noticed he sort of gets quiet during these times. Like, I'm going to let this guy get some fucking heat right now because he, he needs it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, but I'm not doing a lot. Well, you do well, though. You're a, a successful host and, you you know, you party. Yeah, but a little bit. But, you know, I'm from Louisiana, from New Orleans. Where we were raised. Yeah, you got a party. Yeah, we were raised like that. You and have everybody a party does. muscle. Every, you have a party muscle. Yeah. I, like I was that. raised, as I've said. <laughs> I like the party muscle. I've said in That's my book. That's a good title. I've the said party in, muscle. I've said in my book, Jay, I was raised like a veal. <laughs> and you're still <laughs> I, like I, stayed, I stayed in my house. Oh, man. And I waited for the next thing. My mother told me, you'll get sick if you go out. <laughs> you need your rest. Deep rest is very important. And if you go out, bad things happen. You'll see a lot of people got killed in the Holocaust. They went outside. If they stayed indoors. They would have been there. Why is it that the stuff you hated as a child yes. that you do as an adult? I don't because, get uh, it. you get trapped in a mm. web. All right. All right, listen, Jay. That oh, man. Like, like I like that. Yeah, I mean, look, we're not talking about mannerisms you get from your, your folks, that we're talking about, like, actual behaviors that you replicate that are detrimental to your actually, your your so, uh, social life, your well-being, your mental health, everything. And again, it's like if you had a cognitive behavioral therapist would tell you, like, stop doing this fucking shit.
He just said he's like, okay, so you recognize that wasn't good then, and now you're acknowledging it. So why have you not changed it? Yep. Because you don't want what change. he just said to him. Yeah. Which I agree with. Yep. Thank you very much. I love having you here. Uh, Next everybody time I won't stay you. up till two in the morning. No, I want you to behave. Mistake. Behave professionally, Max. <laughs> I will. I will. Uh, listen to Jay Thomas. Uh, Thank you. You're on this afternoon, right? I'm on this afternoon from, from three, three to until six. six. I'll That's be wide serious. awake. One oh eight and XM one thirty nine. Don't miss Jay right here Friday morning. You're talking about tomorrow morning from 7 to 10 on Howard 100. Are you going out tonight? No uh, going out tonight. No, no, I won't. Uh, you know what? Right. i got to see what happens. You Let know, me tell the you something. Young. You are A-list here, as Ralph said. Thank in you. Our, in our world, you're bigger than Lindsay Lohan. Hey, Ralph. Until she shows up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ralph. <laughs> there you go. Enjoy your breakfast, Ralph. <laughs> Oh, yes. Man. Good. <laughs> you were uh, you were pretty honest in there today. Telling Howard about his hair. After at a certain point, you know, it's uh, you're too old to have that kind of hair. I really did. I saw Gino Vanelli. Remember Gino Vanelli with the hair, and he's still trying to keep it. Yeah, it's you know. I mean, I had I could still have some sort of a Afro-looking thing, but you know. Do you think he might have taken it uh, the wrong way? I think everything uh, uh, hits Howard, uh, and, and I think he'll think about it all night tonight, especially because <laughs> Beth isn't around. You know, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I think I think he'll think about it, sure, sure. I do that. To, uh, it's like a little uh, way for me to hurt somebody that's bigger than me. You know, you just give them a little Make seed. Make yourself feel a little, a little better. seed of insecurity, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. so you had a good time today, man? I had a great time. All right, thanks for All right, thanks by. a lot. That's it, guys. We hope you fucking enjoyed Dude. that. Bob, your your final verdict, sir? That was masterful communication. That was stick and move at the most highest level is what he did to Howard. <laughs> well, Honestly. I promise I promise we'll get another Jay Thomas segment for you to do uh, exclusively because uh, you enjoyed it. You did it at the end. You enjoy it so much. Yeah, no, that was, um, there was so much coded language in that and it was so calculated, but fast again, it was like, it's like watching Floyd Mayweather, like super defensive was not aggressive, but pinpoint. And he just acknowledged it. He just said, I know what I did hurt him. It's going to stick with him. Yep, and he and it would it, absolutely. He's going to be going that night. He'll be fuck the whole day. He'll be fussing with his wig. He'll be looking at oh. it. Does it really look like shit? And he'll hold <laughs> on to that for the next ten years. I remember I love Jay Thomas. He, he came in and he talked about my fucking hair. I love what he said. Yeah, he doesn't have Beth around or that whole thing. Like just <laughs> writing that that, that bullshit. <laughs> I thought that was masterful, man. I thought yeah. that was masterful. Well, thank you for sticking into this one, man. It was a longer episode than normal, but uh, it's good because we don't, uh, a lot of our episodes typically run around the 90 minute mark, but it's good to have a, a good, good chunk of time with you. And we're glad to of have course, you back. Man. We know you've been real busy and stuff. So maybe we'll set something up for, won't be so long between episodes, maybe next week yeah. or the following week. Be good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's set something right. up. Any shout outs before we finish? No shout outs, man. Just, um, yeah, I don't know. Things are um, crazy in Chicago. And if you're traveling here, 
Um, things are don't. really picking don't. up. <laughs> I wouldn't say to go out at night. I mean, unfortunately, that's kind of where it's getting out here, and I hate to see it go that way. But yeah, if you do travel to Chicago, I would recommend um, just not being out at night at this point. You know, it's 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 pretty bad. So yeah, that's where we're Maine, at. Maine is looking like Chicago now. Yeah. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been hot out here for sure. Yeah. It's a bad it's a bad scene. Anyway, guys, we hope you're safe wherever you are and we hope you've enjoyed the show and we love you all and see you on the next one. So take care from all of us at QF. Well, it sounds fascinating. Hey, Howard, this makes sense. I, I just read in page six, Diana DeGuarmo was writing a book. It's called Go Away, Little Monster. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eric, I wish you luck with this book. I do. And take your little dog with you. And uh, I was, I'm very excited to have a reading and uh, hear what you have to say, okay? Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Thank you. Hey, Ar hey Artie, how many brain cells have you actually killed with coke and heroin? <laughs> <laughs>